do whatever you want. We're live. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We are live. We weren't supposed to be yet, but that's right. We got a good show for you. We're going to talk some DC. Harvest, stop typing. We've got a talk. We've got a possible interview. So sit back, relax, and that's it. Warning. The following video contains material that some viewers may find harmful or could be traumatizing to some audiences and doesn't reflect the opinion of Renovision. Viewer discretion advised. So as you see by our new intro, our hands got smacked last week. We got in fucking trouble. For what? Not only did Sheriff Marco come down on us, but HR contacted us. So there's going to be some changes to the show. Speaking of HR, isn't he supposed to be here? He's supposed to be Yeah, on. he is supposed to be here. So some, there is some changes to the show. Not much. But basically, basically no titties. I have replaced yeah. it with a very cool pussy segment. Tyson, you noticed. Yeah, shaved my beard accidentally. Give me two weeks, it'll be back. <laughs> accidentally on purpose. Yeah, accidentally on purpose. So, yep. I was Leave walking too to, close to a lawnmower. Leave it to the bad boys of, of YouTube to... Uh, to get in trouble so let's get this show on the road yeah kick it off let's do it <laughs> that was a little busy we were giving him a minute to catch up to us yeah you know doing right again I was going to save the hand smacking talk for uh, later, but thank you, Sam. <laughs> Sam looks like Marco now. <laughs> <laughs> Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Oh! What about now? You got to sit back farther in your chair and just pull out a random gold chain out of nowhere and be like, I'm putting on my boss chain. Flex a lot. Here, let me get these yeah. guns out. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. You gotta guns use out, funds out, like word salad or uh, salad bars or is is one of your pythons sick because <laughs> you gotta go with that that python is sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Spider Gwen is being re reimagined as Doctor Octopus, Sandman, Vulture, Rhino, Craven, the Hunter, uh, for a new limited series called Spider Gwen Shadow Clones. And ass. Shadow Ass is what it looks like. Marvel's betting the house on Spider Gwen. Here's some of the covers. They're all these. They're all like I don't understand. Like. I understand the popularity of the Greg Lang covers for uh, Edge of Spider-Verse 2, but now you're going to do it for every Spider-Gwen book. They did them for uh, Gwenverse, and now you're going to just redo them again for Shadow Clones and just reimagine them as some of Spider-Man's greatest villains like Doc Ock, Sandman. There's the Craven the Hunter cover and the Rhino cover. And it's just... it's. To me, it's lazy, and shit a litter box. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, the Sandman one. Looks like that. <laughs> it does kind of, yeah. But it's just is she, is she in the same color. two poses. They just throw a different skin on her. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's gonna have to be a hard pass. I don't know. Let me see the rest of them. Well, it's just because, well, there's only been four of them released. So you've got the Doc Ock, the Sandman, the Craven, the Hunter, and the Rhino. I mean, those aren't bad Greg Land covers. I'm just not really interested in the premise. Well, it's just like like I said, they use the same pose for every Spider-Gwen series. Every Spider-Gwen series, they have the covers with this, this same pose because of the how much of a price tag the the originals on the edge of spider verse fetch it's it's insane <laughs> i still keep peaching her litter box now <laughs> i can't stop damn it tyson <laughs> i like the doc ock one that that one looks good to me i mean they're not bad it, i mean it, yeah it's not bad it just the premise is stupid I kind of like the rhino one too. Rhino and shit. I don't know. Just in a litter box. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the litter box and I don't like the Craven one, but I like the Doc Ock and I kind of like the rhino one. Yeah, I mean, they're not bad covers, I guess. <laughs> she shouldn't have a band right here in the Craven one and just let the girls hang out. Yep. The girls out to party. It's all right for it's all right for Craven. Why can't it be all right for her? I, I wonder what <laughs> porno Craig Land stole these from. <laughs> but AOA's over here trying to get us canceled again. We already got in trouble last week, AOA. We got right. our hands smacked. Mm-hmm. That'd be a very PG friendly, family friendly show. We had to have the show edited. Uh, just as like, hard pass. Yeah, got a lot of hard passes. I kind of agree. Hard pass. He knows Dennis. <laughs> so what happened last week? It's a long story. Well. We got a couple copyright strike violations. <laughs> we got violated. We got violated last week. Part of it was 
some of the trailers we showed, and then there was other stuff. It just, you know how it is when you're the bad boys of YouTube. Can't take us anywhere. Nope. People get very upset by things we do. So instead of the hot chick of the week, I'm going to do the hot pussy of the week. See, because when you tell us now to do something, we just take it that one step further. We double down. That's right. (laughs) Crotch shot of the week. According to rumors from the Hot Mike podcast, uh, Jeff Snyder, Michael Keaton was in line to get another Batman movie, but that's no longer happening. And the raps, Umberto Gonzalez also reveals that the film was supposed to be a live action Batman Beyond. You can check out Gonzalez's tweet below. It says... Uh, the insider, the solo Michael Keaton Batman movie we're talking about that Christian Hodson was writing was, in fact, Batman Beyond. Exactly. And that just goes to show you that um, DC hates money. Because, honestly, Michael Keaton as old man Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie is a billion-dollar movie. That is a like franchise saving DC saving movie. Yes, everybody would be going to see that. I think you get Timothy Charlemagne to play Terry McGinnis, and you have Ooh. he the dude who's in Dune. He plays the main character in Dune. Charlemagne, Charlemagne, yeah. Timothy Charlemagne. Sucked. You get him to play Terry McGinnis. You get Michael Keaton, his old man Bruce Wayne, and you got a billion dollar movie. So the fact that DC isn't even taking a chance on this and has scrapped it before it even went anywhere, fuck you, tells James me. Gunn. Tells me like our our title says: one, DC hates money; two, DC doesn't give a shit about what you want; and three, they also hate Batman Beyond because they'd rather continue giving us the same old Batman, just reskinned instead of giving us something new that we haven't seen before. Well, like Neo Gotham and and all that. Allow me to be the voice, the outsider, um, and just say that I think I think all of these movies that are being <laughs> go ahead, Sam. You're going to let me talk? All right. <laughs> All of these movies that are being postponed or, or canceled, quote unquote canceled. James Gunn's just trying to find a place for him. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was a good idea if it's with Bruce Lucifer said as the story was pitched in current day, not the future, then that then yeah, it should be in the future. For real. Because that would current day just wouldn't quite work. So Agreed. It, it, it should be in the it should be in the future. So right, Matt? Right, muted Matt. <laughs> so what do you think, Hartman? Good good input, Hartman. Good I'm riveting you, conversation. Hartman's Hartman's AFK, man. <laughs> riveting conversation my god like the crowd is just insanely excited for what Hartman had to say 
Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Hartman. Anyways. We in the future too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you think that all the canceled stuff he's just looking for a place for. So I I think that we're, we're going to get, he's just trying to get away from all the Snyderverse stuff. So that's why, you know, you're going to, he's putting out the stuff that's already made flash Aquaman Shazam. I think all that's going to get rebooted because there's the, we, we learned that wonder woman three isn't moving forward. And then the drama behind that, um, they're not, now they're talking about not moving forward with man of steel too. So I kind of think along the same lines as what you're saying, Sam, but I think that it's going to be a, a reboot. They're going to use these characters again, so they're going to keep Henry Cavill as Superman. They're going to keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, but they're not going to be thirds. It's going to be rebranding, reissue, new movies altogether. Do oh, you think that's a good idea? I don't think that's a good idea. I yeah, I don't like that idea either. I think I think they're better off just just starting where they're at, but just making them better. Like there's a lot of good stuff. In the DCEU, casting is good, but rebooting, I think, I don't think people are really interested in, an, in another reboot of these things. Instead, I, I would like to see a better framework for the films and then better writing of the films. Um, like, I, I actually did a, a blog post a, a while back about where to take Man of Steel. And you know, Snyder had set up a lot of good things, but he, yeah, man, did things take a real rough turn with Batman v Superman? And and things have been really rough since. So hopefully, it's just a instead of rebooting everything, we can just kind of take a a, a breath, say, you know what, we're not gonna we're not gonna tell origin stories again. We're just gonna start with a new framework from here on, mm-hmm. and and make good movies. Can well, you hear you me? It, yes, we can hear you, Hartman. Okay. How's do, you it going, more, Hartman? do you have more riveting can, stuff? Are you not able to hear me? Did you not hear me before? What? Can you not no, hear me? We just barely started hearing you. I said there's too many Batman. Cancel them. James Gunn agrees with you. He says there's not going to be four Batman. Yeah, I know there's not going to be four. There should be <laughs> one. One Batman to people rule get confused, all. man. <laughs> Too many like people see Batman, they think like the last Batman they saw, and they're like, What the what, who is this guy? I don't think that's true. I don't yeah, think anybody's well, confused by it. I spoke with my nephew earlier, and he said the same thing, so somebody thought it other than me. And he doesn't watch oh, this. Shit. How old is he your just, nephew, and is your nephew actually you? No, that's what I'm saying. I think it. His nephew is just it, him when he's looking in the mirror. Thinks, no, like, <laughs> he said he said he doesn't like the fact that there's no like the continuity. He doesn't like he's said that there's different characters every time he watches them, and he doesn't watch this stuff as much as you guys do, of course, and I mean me at least. So, I mean, somebody's got to think it if he thought it and I thought it, and we don't. Well, really that's talk why we should make Batman Beyond in the future because that's the whole point of it. I mean, yeah, well, Batman Beyond, they, the animated series, played, it had overlap with the Batman animated series, didn't it? I don't think anybody was confused by that. I don't think it's well, so much had an overlap as it was just that the real overlap was Kevin Conroy voicing 
Bruce Wayne again. And then just kind of, they, I mean, they explain it. It's got old man Bruce Wayne into it. So it kind of sets it up nicely for you to be able to understand it. And I think they could do that same thing with the movies. If it's Michael Keaton and it's set with his, his Batman and in his universe and you roll with that. But I, the fact that they keep saying that James Gunn is rewriting writing this roadmap and he's got to present this roadmap to the CEOs of, of Warner brothers discovery tells me that I think they want to purge and they're going to purge all of the Snyderverse stuff. So that has run its course and they're going to move in a different direction and get away from all that stuff. Have they fired Ezra yet? Is he still, no. how has, how have they not canned his ass, but they're, they're like cutting Batman from, movies and sh- i just don't get that like i mean power to him for whatever he's doing to stay on but i think this flat there's too much made of the flash to cut him at this point or is it too important to reboot the series no it's it's not i think it's testing that the flash is testing so well and that's all you see is just how well the flash is testing that they're going to they're going to roll with it and keep him on but i don't think from the sounds of it unless that movie like makes a billion dollars um i don't think they'll move forward with him i think they'll either set the, sit the flash out for a while or recast at that point so because there's hollywood be, insiders that have that. said in order for a movie to be considered a, a profitable they have to make three times what it costs to make the movie. And that's why they're considering Black Adam a... Yeah, it's, even so, though it's making money, it's not going to make three times the the $100 million or whatever it was to make that movie. So it's considered a, a financial failure. I feel bad for Dwayne. He's tried so hard for so long. Dude, that would be a badass. Naked and afraid Batman. <laughs> we, I could be down for that. Does he still have his money though? As long as it's Ben Affleck and his huge root. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Fucking dick swaying in the wind. Knocking there, people out. I mean, there's a lot of talk. Yeah, dick. there's a lot of talk that James Gunn is gonna do Kingdom Come stuff, and he's been teasing that. So who who really knows where they're going? But honestly. Batman Beyond, like like I said, Kyle and I have been saying this for a long time that Michael Keaton as old man Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie is a billion dollar movie, for sure. Like, there's no way that's not a home run. Sam, work on that. You should work for DC. What do you, what do you got going on over there, Hartman? What's this ASMR uh, we're doing? Well, I don't I don't know. It's my shit is dying. My shit's about to die. So, um. I'm gonna have to if only they out. made a device that you could plug into the wall I, no, and the other one into your I, device that I had a family thing gives that it took power. longer than I thought, so and I wasn't <laughs> able to charge it. Anytime we hear about testing, it's usually BS people. BS people sign an NDA when they go to them, unless it's coming from a reputable site. I don't believe rumors it. were that what's it that uh Affleck was smoking a cigarette before he was going into with his dude. later Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> he got sent to the shadow realm. <laughs> he said, "He said Affleck smoking a cigarette, and he got deleted. He was, he was deleted." 
AOA, HR took AOA away. says, Sam looks like he only has one kid without facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I do. I it, it takes a lot of years off my face shave. So it'll be I, back. Give me a couple weeks. What they should do is Flashpoint if they want to reboot. Well, that's, that's what the, the Flash is. Is Flashpoint? That's what is the, it? Yeah. yeah. I must have fucking just forgot then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because the movie's only been coming out for what feels like nine years. I know. Well, originally it wasn't going to be. Because they kind of set that up in, what was it? Was it Justice League? It's been so long since I've seen it. Where, Or was it Batman Superman where you like sees the he, Bruce Wayne sitting in the Batcave and like a flash starts to come through and then says Batman something. Batman Superman. There you go. says, there uh, we go. James Gunn took to Twitter yesterday and today and called out all these rumors, by the way. So he didn't call all of them out. He really didn't. He said some of the rumors are true. Some of what's being reported is kind of true. And some of what was being reported isn't true at all. So that's not really dispelling the rumors. Yeah. He's, he's just, just leaving it up for imagination. Yes. Yes. He's acknowledging what's being said and, letting you decide what's going to be true and run with it. So he's not really dispelling anything. Well, shit. But well, shit. Thanks a lot for nothing. James Gunn. Right. None of the Robin. What did he do? I, I didn't look into it much, but I saw another thing on, on uh, Elon Musk's Twitter that said that people are calling for Zack Snyder to be put in charge of DC now because there's more allegations against James Gunn. I, I haven't seen what those allegations are and if there's even any truth to it, but... Let's see. Yeah, it will probably just let it ride. DC's going to let it ride. Yeah, he's not. They're not. They're like, whatever. Well, they've already... I mean... I'm not seeing anything for recent. I've seen all the old shit. Maybe that's... Maybe it's because of the old stuff, but... Because I guess I mean, there's, I mean, Marvel's, I guess, wrapped up in allegations now with Miss Marvel that the dude who played Miss Marvel's dad was grooming underage kids. And so I'm sure that'll be a fun time moving forward. Yeah. But. I mean, August, it says, I think it's like just re, you know, re rehashing old stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's, but I don't see a lot of, you know, everything's yeah. back in 2018. Sounds like Gunn is trolling everyone. Exactly. I think he's just throwing whatever he can out there to keep people off. You might be right. You might be wrong. You might be kind of right and wrong. Brian Wells says Snyder will never come back to DC. I don't think yeah, so either, but can't hurt to try, right? Moving on, a preview of DC's Batman Spawn crossover reveals the reason why Al Simmons is hunting Bruce Wayne. Tom, Tom McFarlane's production shares the first look at Batman Spawn, a new crossover which was announced during San Diego Comic-Con 2022, written by McFarlane and featuring art by Greg Capullo. The preview reveals Al Simmons is hunting Bruce Wayne in an effort to see his wife, Wanda Blake, again. Spawn also suggests that Wanda and Bruce's mother, Martha Wayne, were killed on the same night, June 26th. Bum, bum, bum. More of this shit. Martha? My mom's name is Martha, too. 
Your mom was named Martha and killed in the same night as my wife. Your your oh, mom has the same birthday as my wife. Yeah. We should be friends. We can throw a party together. We can do Wanda. vigilante justice in the garage. Wanda. <laughs> Come over to my house. We'll do CrossFit together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to pick this up just because it's got Capullo's art. It fucking, it's just fire. Especially that one down here where he's fucking hitting the shit out of the fucking Joker. Yeah, that's a, that is Capullo's art's always good, man. I I'll probably pick it up too. I'm I mean I'm interested in it. I think it's gonna be a fire story, uh, but just the Capullo art is definitely the the selling point for me. I mean, ho- hopefully McFarland can stay on the on the beaten path of what he wants to do. Cause sometimes he goes astray. See you later, Hartman. Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming again, Hartman. You know, if they have a CrossFit bat cave scene, that would be amazing. Come on, so spawn. We got to get to the wad. Let's do some burpees. It'll be funnier if they did that Joe Rogan skit with the weights. I'm not familiar with that one. What is it? Uh, you'd ha- We'd probably get in trouble by HR if I described it. So just Google uh-huh. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, buddy. Lightweight. But yeah. Um, I don't know when final or cutoffs for this book are. I'm sure that's already happened. Um, when does this book even come out? It comes out on your mom's birthday. Oh no, it's the same day as Martha died. <laughs> Tyson says they love the shake weight. <laughs> Picked up money for an Uber home. <laughs> like that. Anyway, says Capula says he's doing Marvel or doing Marvel art soon. Yesterday on Twitter, nice. I wonder what he's going to be doing for Marvel. Hope he does Spider Man. That's what I was about to say. Hope it's fucking. <laughs> Hope it's Spider Man. If you fucking uh, what is anything to get JRJR off of Spider Man? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. You guys in your Arizona, no daylight savings time's confusing. <laughs> oh, Pete. Hey, Pete. My name's Sam. I was sitting here, I was messaging sticks. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hop on SNS later. I was like, I might grab a quick shower first. And, uh, you know, I got time. I look at my phone. It's like, now live. I'm like, now live? <laughs> Damn we it. go live at 5 p.m. Arizona time. <laughs> Pete, I dare you to shave your beard like me. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Been a few years, I think, since my face has actually felt fresh air. Yeah. What you do is make a bet, and then when you lose, you don't shave it anyway. <laughs> you can't make me. <laughs> That'll be funny. Now I gotta mix my drink. What did I miss? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just pretend like none of that actually happened. We talked uh, the new Gwenpool. Or Gwen covers. Gotcha. We talked Batman Beyond. We talked, uh, and we just got done talking about uh, Spawn Batman crossover with Greg Capula art. <laughs> it's not his show, though. This it's is not. Kyle's show. <laughs> well, you guys can continue. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up on the flow as you guys go. All right. Big time and people are just showing up whenever he wants. Pete, what's your mom's name? 
It's Martha. <laughs> it's Martha. <laughs> Martha. Does your mom have the same name as my mom? Do you want to come over and do CrossFit in my in my garage? <laughs> oh man! Now you're caught up. <laughs> now you're caught gotcha. up. The return of star Joaquin Phoenix to his role as Arthur Fleck, a.k.a. the Joker, in the upcoming follow-up film has been given glances um, by Todd Phillips, giving you a little sneak peek of, peek of him getting a shave, apparently. And that's Todd that, Phillips with the razor. That's your surprise, his surprise to fans that I'm Arthur so Fleck is getting shaved. This is, this is right <laughs> after they finish their cuddle tug. Into the double tap <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll let that one go. <laughs> Just because I thought everyone's name was Mar- mom's name was Martha. Quick, hide the drugs. He is here. <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to this? Uh, like a musical? You, you mean? No, no, it's going to be a fucking. Big pile of fucking burning shit on your fucking uh, stoop of your fucking front door. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to watch Lady Gaga prance all over Manhattan. I don't As think Harley so. Quinn? No. As Harley Quinn. Harley still thinks the musical aspect of it is a is a troll. It has to. Well, not, you know, he it's had not those, really going to be a musical. He yeah. had those kind of like uh, delusions where he was on stage. Yeah. I can see them trying to do the musical aspect with that kind of. They're thing. gonna, they're gonna perform in the Arkham Asylum talent show. <laughs> I'm just saying that first movie would have been so much better if it was all a dream or it was all a joke and he was just messing with the psychiatrist. Maybe if they do one scene where she like pops in for about 18 seconds, and you only do an angle where she looks hot. Wait, which angle is that? The one where she's not on it. I mean, there's like when you watch that dumb movie with her and and Rocket Raccoon in it. Bradley um, Coop. A Star is Born is not a dumb movie. It's a decent movie. Um, like there's a couple angles here and there during watching it. And she's like, she looks pretty good. And then a few seconds later, you go, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she's a two-face. Like on Seinfeld. There Bad you go. lighting. There you go. There you go, got a bomb ass. There you go. But the musical is probably in Harley's head. Maybe. That's what I was saying. That I mean, as long as it's quick, then I mean, I probably won't even see the Joker too. Yeah, you will. Of course, you will. No, I don't think you will. Watch it in your living room. He didn't like the Joker one, so why would he watch the second one yeah. for the show? And I <laughs> suck it up <laughs> for the show. For the show, <laughs> I actually went to the movies to see Joker one, and I was so fucking pissed by the time I left. Well, it didn't help that someone was touching you. There was some. The dude next to me was putting his hand on my leg to my inner thigh, and that dude's name was Matt. Doing <laughs> a little leg massage. It, it probably so was, but like, just trying to work his way into that cuddle tug. But it just I like froze in terror. I didn't know what the fuck to do. Kyle fuck. wasn't ready yet. Oh my god! Well, maybe it. by the time Joker Two comes out, he'll be ready. Oh, 
<laughs> we were even the, in the fucking recliner, so it was like extra effort. <laughs> he just was reaching in for some nachos and he didn't know you passed him to the left that's all <laughs> those aren't nachos yes that's a hot dog <laughs> that's a smoked sausage bourbon nice, nice to know if drinking... yeah there you go four roses single barrel nice this guy, and then uh, it's the anniversary. Rest of Pete Dimebag Daryl, August 20th, 1966 to December 8th, 2004. Huh. Always a sad, always sad. December 8th is always a sad uh, day, knowing that one of the great guitar legends was fucking shot in a little tiny nightclub. It's almost 20 it's years now. I know it's crazy. I I remember where I was living in Orlando, Florida when that happened, and I heard it on Howard Stern. Stern was talking about it when it happened. It was fucking sad. I'm glad I got to see him play three times. Hmm. So, how many of those times were with Pantera? Shout out to Corey from uh, Slipknot. Happy birthday, motherfucker! He's a big oh, fan yeah. of the show. I heard. He is, dude. He calls me all the time. He's like, dude. Don't get rid of the hot chicks with the see-through shirt clip, dude. I love I it. I heard that his next, uh, their next tour, he's gonna have a Kyle mask, dude. Oh shit! Bring up that picture of what my wife had made. I oh, you want to go through my Facebook and try and find it. <laughs> you know what? Hold on, I'll go grab it real quick because I think it's just right next to me. Hold on. Gotta give me more. More to notice than yeah, just hey, pull up this now. photo from yeah five well, days ago that I sent you. Think you learned that from Marco? Yeah, probably. Yeah, pull this hey, up. Pete, hey Pete, hey Pete, pull up this thing that I'm thinking of. Do it right now. You know the I one. Have no way to describe it to you, and even if I could, I'd say it incorrectly. <laughs> say it incorrectly. You have to decipher it in code. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good Marco. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm staring in a Marco mirror right now. I know. Except for he does have facial hair. So, everybody, I might do it as a giveaway, but there's a chance to win a Kyle ornament for your tree. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's Magnum. It's beautiful. Hey, everybody. Oh, you put no. it like in the perfect place. You can just hold it there the whole show. It'll look like that's your head. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you're so beautiful. So I really don't want to see that Joker too, just in case the, uh, you know, some dude tries to grab my dick again. <laughs> yeah, this is if you if you kind of wiggle it back and forth, it's gonna look like one of those claymation holiday specials. <laughs> hey, that's sweet. And like right after you told the funniest joke ever, right? Yeah, it's like our own homemade version of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> what we are gonna do with these are. We're going to put them on, as we travel around for Christmas to visit family, we're just going to put them on people's trees and see if they know. <laughs> Start putting them away in January. Like, what was this? Fuck. But it's so like, next year, you got to get more made with a link, with a QR code or a link to the show. And then when you go to random Christmas events, like in downtown Phoenix or somewhere that has a tree, you just put them on there. Oh, just start shit. putting them out randomly through... 
<laughs> it's actually marketing etched on wood. The ornament. It, it, it's cool. etched on the wood. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Hopefully, I'll be back. But I gotta dip out because I'm singing some Christmas carols at my church. <laughs> you guys have a, have a great show. Keep your face. All warm. right. Yeah. Put on a scarf. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be interesting. I like how the man sets up an interview for us, doesn't tell us to the last minute, and then bails out before said interview even takes place. <laughs> what? Oh my god! He came like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes before the show started. And said, "By the way, there's an interview." <laughs> We're like, "Uh, wait, who's who? doing an interview?" Apparently, us. When? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently in 30 minutes. <laughs> With who? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Pretty much going to be it. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's, uh, while we're waiting, talk about the best and worst covers of the week. Kicking us off tonight, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon Games, number three, the hype cover. That cover is just is awful. What's going on there with his mouth? Right? It's all like, like he's a moose. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be Jenica, so it's a female turtle. Oh. So like, they couldn't even, like, I see the make it look now. a little feminine. Yeah, I don't know what Michelangelo is doing in the background here. Like, What do you mean that was making it? Make it that that snout is making it more feminine. No, I said they should have made it more feminine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, damn. I guess I guess like the the thigh high fishnets is supposed to do it. I I don't know. I but yeah. still goth. Yeah, this is just a. Uh, I saw this That's on the good. shelf, and I was like, oh god, like, <laughs> it's it's even worse in person than what you're seeing right now. So yeah, the Michelangelo good. teeth are kind of creeping me out, like he's yeah. flossing. And it looks like he's got like dentures. It does. Oh. I get to the back. Don't mind me. <laughs> Dice. Sam better watch it since he looks like an altar boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quality MCM we all know and love. Uh, we don't say that here. We don't next, that. we have Punisher number eight. The sway cover, like I don't know what's going on here with this massive arm, this little body, and then just this massive left arm it, or right arm. That's called masturbation. <laughs> He's been working hard on. Or maybe it's just real buffed from all that sword swinging. It looks like he just killed a room <laughs> full right. of ninjas. If that's what you want to call it, some people call it stroke of the bishop. <laughs> call it the, you know. But, yeah, I saw this one earlier, and I was looking at it. I didn't, t- I didn't look at it closely enough. Now I'm looking at it. I'm like, it, there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Like, what's going on with his pants? Is he taking a dump? Because it looks like he's kind of half pulling them down. No, no, he's just in style. Oh, he's just he's just part of you know he's st- trying to stay in style. Ah, so he can blend in. Exactly. Is that the puncher? No, nah, can't be. his pants too low. 
Just looks like everybody else. <laughs> he has the quagmire arm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the quagmire. Welcome back, Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Captain Marvel yeah, 44, the Peach Momoko variant. She put out what four or five covers this week? She had at least four covers come out this week, and there was, I think, the Daredevil one wasn't bad, but the rest of them are like this. They're just yeah. not very good. They're just grabbing every napkin sketch she's done and saying, I'm throwing on a cover. I, she's just bombarding. She's just like, here, 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 here. And I think that's she's definitely one that, like, her, she's become so overused that her, you can definitely tell, like, the quality of her, her work is suffering from it. <laughs> It yeah. really is. Because she's only getting to do like the character, and then we'll, we'll fill the background with something. Don't worry about the background. So it just looks like an empty character just floating in space. You don't have enough time. It's all right. It's all right. We'll just, no. we'll just put a starry sky behind it, and it's all right. But I did my picture on white. Don't worry about it. It won't, it won't look out of place at all. It won't look like we just cut it out of like white paper and threw it down on another piece of paper. It'll be fine. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. So uh, let's see. Did you see the 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 Daredevil one? No, I haven't. I don't know if I saw the Daredevil one or not. It, it was. Uh, uh, bring it up. Is it Electra on it? No, it's it's it's. Hold on, I'll just. Because here's the here. I'll just share my screen real quick. Is Hartman back? Brian. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh my god, you're so loud. Oh, sorry. Um I hate windows. I hate windows. Is that better? Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, I think we yeah, here's, here's the Avengers that she that she did. Quit shitting on Momoka. Same thing, it's a little half fast and they yeah, I want more in. white on the book this time. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> He's a good artist. And then uh, the other one she did. <laughs> Carol gets some birth effects. <laughs> oh. Get another laptop. The the electric cover. Here's the, the Daredevil one. The That's actually not the one I was looking at, but. And then she did one of her dark web too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Here, no, here's the Ghost Rider. That's what I bet. Who else is doing uh, watercolors? That that is a sick, that is a sick cover. That the was not bad. Can, so who like, else is doing the watercolors? Yeah. That is super yeah, cool. You don't just get extra credit just because using watercolors, though. No, but she does have two separate styles. Does she not? She's got her watercolors, and then she's got her like anime style. Her Bruce is the Miles Morales Spider Man number one Moko. It's the giraffe Spider Man variant. Okay, some of them look like shit. I respect them. I respect her, but you know, they're just making her do too much. <laughs> that, that, yeah. She she reminds me when of it, uh, the artwork they did for Final Fantasy, spider? like. 
But how popular is anime now? Spider-Man a while back. The yeah, the Spider-Man has got a real long neck and like a real tiny head. Yeah, I don't mind it though. At least there's a background to it and it feels complete. But exaggerated. She had five covers, and I would say out of the five covers, the Ghost Rider was probably the best one. But go back and look at like. Like ancient, uh, like the Chinese ancestry and Japanese artwork from the past, like, and you'll see some, you'll you'll see a lot of the resemblance to what she does. But I just don't think it's appealing to everybody. But she had when she was first coming out, she had some banger covers. Like she had some banging turtles covers. She's had some real banging covers. But now it's just that her popularity has been so high that Marvel is like, all right. We're just gonna keep pumping her out and pumping her out and pumping her out. Yeah, you know, that sounds terrible the way when it's coming yeah. out of my mouth, but you know, it's now her work is starting to suffer because it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's not just so, her; like they do that to all the artists. Like, think of how great Delato covers used to be because they were special. Now he's doing how many covers each month, and it's just they all kind of look very similar. Because so is she is she is she yeah. like is she was she born in America or? I don't think so. So, well, so I look at like the manga and stuff. If you if you open up a manga, it's all like it doesn't have the color picture, but it's all the same. Like you're not going to open up a cover uh, from a nice cover that you like and then see inside every panel is drawn like the cover. That's what I was like. What the hell? Like this, this art sucks inside this book. But when I see her, like if if she lives in America and was born here, then she might be accustomed to that, but she might like the way that her style is. Um, I I lost where I was going with that. <laughs> but I think I think it's a style difference as far as the Japanese culture. But your mom, you can tell in a lot of these she's not rushed. Well, an American comic book, so a lot of the time the cover artist is not the same artist. That's on the interiors. Oh, I mean, so, how often is it the same? Right. That's like a one. In so a now, hundred shot now now the difference. Now the difference, though, in over here compared to like the way that we draw things, then to over there, I don't know the difference, but I just know that their dedication level is crazy. Um, so I don't know if that you think that's why you don't like her covers over here, or do you think that could be you're not familiar with the style that she's drawn in? Or that she does her work she in. She has a lot of badass covers. Just lately, you could tell that she's overworked. I well, the way, a lot well, of it, it's a, a lot of her covers are the same pose. It's the same idea. It they're rehashed and reused. It's just not. Yeah, it, it's like Kyle said. She's overworked, and it's yeah. she's kind of phoning it in. It feels like you you can kind of get that much like rock bands when they hit. The mainstream, you can tell when they're pretty much phoning it in and just making radio hits versus what they made when they weren't, you know, superstars yet. Same thing. Have we seen her tool covers and stuff? Like, have we seen like the cover arts that she does for tool at all? Or any of the stuff she's done outside of comic books recently? Or are you guys familiar with any of the work she's done other than that? Kyle's just showing her Instagram. Yeah. Because now the oh, recent tool cover she did was amazing. Yes, that's a good Mark's got a good point. They only do covers, no excuse. 
Mm. It's just too many. It's just too many. I get it. Everybody's going to run out like of Jay Scott Ooh. Campbell. All of his covers look the same too. He, I, all... <clears throat> I don't know. It's something about something about where she's come from that I think I think we're being a little harsh on her. But my opinion. Yeah. Again, I'm a big fan of artists. I'm and I agree when it's something's not great. I'm not gonna say it's great. It's, they've done better. I, I mean, you can't. I don't know. I think you can't really give her a pass when she puts out stuff like Spider-Man looking like he's shitting a web, or you know, some of the the real bad stuff she's put out. Like you tell me, so. Here, this is Peach Momoko. So you're gonna tell me what she's doing here versus what she's doing here. We're giving, we're not giving her enough credit. So, so do you not like that cover? The the Captain Marvel cover? Captain no, Marvel? it's it's yeah. the reason. Okay, why now it's see the worst cover. You think it's the worst? I don't think it's that bad. That style right there, that right there is like, um, that's what I'm talking about. Her style, she has a split, like base, I don't want to say a split personality, but she has a clean divide on things that she does in comics. Like I see stuff that I'm like, ugh, but I understand, like I get what she's doing. And then I'll see something that's like a sketch cover or something, like, you know, like one of those blueprint architect like covers where she's got the character design but and i see what she out a banger like this phenomenal. yeah see that's the different style though like that's what i'm talking about that the differentiation between the two types of styles she has she has like an ancient japan type way of doing it but then she has a modern day anime manga style that she does yeah, and i i get that but i feel like they took her ancient style if that's what we're going to call this one that right there yes slapped that... it on a background that marvel gave to her because she just drew a, a picture of Captain Marvel, maybe, albeit could have been a sketch. I don't know if she planned for this to be a cover or not. They just decided, hey, we're going to make this a cover. Like, when you take this piece of art, we're going to... Or she just throws down a banger Adobe like this. Slap it together. Yeah, so see, like, I, I don't, like, if with the backgrounds, I haven't, I don't know what her excuse would be for the backgrounds, but I mean, I think that that's, a, I think that the character looks good, but, I mean, yeah, the, the background, yeah, the background's not shit. bad, per se. I mean, it's not great, but Again, you can just look at it like, why is she outlined in white? Like, it just doesn't fit. Well, this doesn't blend to this starry sky that they put on there. And I don't think that was her choice. I think that was a post-production type of thing. And compared to her other art, it just looks phoned in. Yeah. And I think Tyson's got a good point. When you have the yeah. same deadline for multiple projects, you're going to take shortcuts. She might have had some assets that she'd already had done, but I don't, I don't think that that looks phoned in. The background, yeah, but... I mean, I think that looks good. The the character. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. But I, I yeah, and I just I just do in cards. That same <laughs> style. She throws out. Like what? What is this? Like, like some trash polka. He's like literally shitting a web. Well, or he's beating it. Um, well, I, I mean, just. I don't. She did see spider. Yeah, where do you think spider? Where their webs come from? Well, her, her she's using her other hand that you don't see. That's what I see. But I don't think all of her covers are terrible. Yeah, like, I think she's a no, I know, but I, I know that there's a I know that a lot of people 
shit on her. Not you guys, but I know that I hear a lot of people shitting on her. And it's like, I, I, you're not seeing the two. I, I don't think people are like, some people are like, man, half of work sucks. It's like, well, like let's even, step back and we'll chat. Even in this style, once it loads, this Daredevil cover is a banger, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah like See, now, now like, I mean, that's that one's not for me, but, you know. Mm. I just think she has banger covers. It's just a lot of her Marvel stuff is not is not it because they she kind of does this same style for all of her most of her Marvel covers. I haven't done much looking into anything as far as like what what that like the poses and shit like that. But you know, I mean, I I think we have a bunch of statues we see and from the Greeks and crap, and they're pretty much all the same poses too. So I don't know if that has anything to do with what she's used to drawing or yeah. but there's a reason for it. I don't know. There's a difference between something that was done in 1600. <laughs> well, no, but right. I'm saying though, if you're like, if that's your style, if that's how you do something, then you're going to use, you're going to go to that style. So I, I don't know. I, I ha don't talk to her, so I don't like, know what think, she thinks or I think feels. This one is a banger too. This is one of my favorite covers for Dark Age, mm. which is a series I really liked. But so she's got the aura around her. Well, it's kind of not really. It's more like smoke. Like she's coming around. She's got smoke behind her. But like I, I think this is a banger cover. Yeah, the, the way that it's laid out is definitely more pleasing overall. It, rather than just looking like she's. Yeah, I feel like they just took something she did somewhere else and just we're gonna slap it on this. Like, or right. she messed up during something and then she just colored the background in because she's not a digital artist, is she? No, I, think I don't she believe so. All this she could have she could have done all that stuff and then tried to do something and then messed it up and it's like, well, I'll just do go to this go this route. Either yeah, way, well, it's digital, the worst of the week. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not like we're not saying she's the worst artist of the week. Or is she in space? This cover, this cover is just not good. Yeah, I just don't like yeah. this one. But we do have good covers as well. We do have good covers. Like this one, The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number three. <laughs> Dude, that is the coolest cover, like, that they could have, like, it, it, I love it because it is the epitome. Like, you just put a picture out of your daughter doing the same exact thing, and it wasn't even yeah. the Joker. Every right? <laughs> parent has a picture of their kid fucking screaming bloody murder on Santa's lap. Yeah. You guys are smell it. like Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see the Joker now, I'm just going to think he smells like beef and cheese. <laughs> oh, I wonder if the Joker smells like beef and cheese. Probably smells like motor oil. It's all things. What does the Joker smell like to them? Like copper from all the blood on him. It smells, it smells like toxic chemicals and. Oh, sticks! Blood. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Hi, guys. I agree. I agree, Mark. I only purchased this one for the uh, the cover as well. Can you guys hear me typing? Yes, I can hear everything you're doing. I know. I can't. I try not to breathe. Your your camera and. Good for everything except video. <laughs> uh, I don't even have, I had to get a new, another computer out. Well, it looks like our guest is here, so we'll have to come back. Well, he could actually finish doing best covers with us. 
since he is a cover artist, let's let's bring him into the. Group. It's not gonna be awkward at work next week. And... <laughs> What's up, fellas? What's up? Hello. Welcome. Hey. How are y'all doing? Oh, pretty good. You just came in for our best and worst over the week segment. All right. Yeah, I was actually drooling over this Bermejo cover. He's one of my favorites. And yeah, I don't know how he does it. Like I I his work to me is like a magic trick. You know what I mean? Like like some artists you can you like Chris Somney, for example. Fantastic illustrator, fantastic artist. I know how he does it. Like it's you know, his stuff is very stark black and white. You can see the, mm -hmm. the brush strokes. Bermejo, I don't I'm like, where did that pigeon come from? Like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you do um figure work at all? Paint like tiny painting stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, okay. I, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask more questions about that later. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I that's to, <laughs> I would love to get into that. <laughs> Well, everybody, Farquhar, why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are, and then we'll we'll move on, and then we'll start having a discussion with you. Sounds good. Yeah, my name's Ibrahim Mustafa. I'm a um, uh, you know comics and graphic novel artist and writer. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and uh, yeah, I also make custom action figures and dioramas and vehicles in scale to go with those action figures. I'm actually working on a kit custom kit from Knight Rider right now. So that's Ooh. what's taking up my Ooh. weekend. So <laughs> I got spray paint drying on the back porch, you know? Nice. <laughs> Did you make nerd? What's that? You know, nerd, the little nerd, the little motorcycle. Or oh, you know, I don't know if I ever saw that one. I've been rewatching it on Netflix. I didn't get that far, but you know, once I see that episode, I freaking, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> So what's our next? That sounds cool. Next cover is uh, the Firstborns number one, 20 copy cover. Dude, this is awesome. This Clockwork Orange homage cover is fucking <laughs> awesome. Like, it's it's badass. Like, once I saw that this was a Clockwork Orange homage, I was like, this has to come on the best covers just because it's, you know, such Big a... fan of the Droogies? Yes. Like do, do we know who drew this one? It was. I thought I put it up, and I fucking didn't. One job, Kyle. I <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, I like it a lot. It's uh, you know, it's one that will stand out on the shelf. Like when you're working on a cover, you have to take into account that you're going to be on this like, you know, just a rainbow of like everything in front of you. You know, you want you want to. Right. You want readers' eyes to stop on your cover on the shelf, and this one has a lot of stark contrast and negative space. And then you have that bright pop down in the lower third with the, the characters and their bright hair and stuff. I think it's a, a really smart design. It's and it's 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 a dynamite. It was it, it's like one of the off publishers that put it off to one of the. Uh, yeah, I was trying to look it up. Is it is there a trade dress on this, or is it really? You know, the negative space up top, just all black. I think this was the, uh, there's, I think there's another cover. They probably, sometimes they'll solicit, like when they're trying to get stuff out for solicits in time, they'll put out just the art without the trade dress on yeah. it. Yeah. Because they haven't had it designed up yet. 
Uh, right. So that might be what we're looking at here. Can you tell if somebody's done it digitally or if they've done it with pen and pad or just yeah, by looking generally. at it? Yeah. I mean, most colors these days are, are done digitally. Um, so that is always kind of a given. Um, I'd have to see this one closer up to know if it's a, like drawn digitally as well. Um, but with this style, I would, it would, wouldn't surprise me if it was just cause it is such a high contrast, like clean look to it. You don't see a lot of the telltale kind of like organic marks. I was looking at but the lines could, and I was wondering. So yeah. That could also just be the way they draw too. Luca mm. Vasuelo. Okay. Vasuelo. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to look up their work. I like this. And yeah, close enough on their faces. It's got like a Brian Lee O'Malley, almost like a Scott Pilgrim, like look in the faces, like the way that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of drawn. Sure. So that is that cover just like that. There's not another one with that. There's five. There's like four different covers. I'll bring, let me find it again. And I'll bring up my screen. I do like the homage though. I definitely like that. There's nothing better than a cult classic homage cover. Because, you know, well, it's better than getting like all the 300 covers that we get. Yeah, you want another ASM 300? No, we've had I enough. mean, maybe if you put the <laughs> orange guys on there. Yeah, I don't think that would make it okay. I think I've seen it enough. It is. I said maybe. Yeah. I'll, show... <laughs> I'll show my thing real quick. What are you looking for now? I was going to show you all the covers. Ah. Uh, like it really matters. It matters to me. So it's. Uh, oh, wow. There's a lot of covers. Wow, there are but... a lot of covers there. <laughs> wow. Is this all the same? Yeah, it's all number one. Wow. Yeah. Sarah, was it Sarah Leon? It looks like he did one. He did three covers. And huh. I bet you he did this one too. So it's kind of got a vibe of like Brian Lee O'Malley meets Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. Yeah, this is what I'm related to the I had Taco Bell and the Taco Bell has left the building cover. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Rage number five, Nate cover. Everybody has had Taco Bell and had to bite down on something as the smoke is coming out of their ass and having Taco Bell. There's no yeah. tears, though. No tears in the eye. Biting down on a wooden spork. This ain't her first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. She knew, it was back a, tears forever. she knew it was going to be a tough sell because she put the war paint on because she's getting ready to go to war. <laughs> you know, you... Another, another smart cover design, though. You know, you got that kind of like A-frame design to it, like the composition and you know, yeah. high contrast, you got, you know, the strong kind of yellow and orange glow in the center to draw your eye right to it. So, yeah, it's a good one. Are you sure it's war paint or do you think the, the fingers went through the toilet paper? No, it's. I like that font. <laughs> All right. You like the font? I do. <laughs> that's your favorite part of this cover. Is the yeah, font. that's Have what got guys... my eye. Have you guys read this one? I This is the first time I'm hearing of it, and I'm assuming it's about a, you know, golden age, golden rage. It's like a play on you got an angry old lady kind of thing happening. I think it's like, I imagine it being like the golden girls meets Lord of the Flies. Yeah. 
So it's like Last Ronin, but with the Golden Girls, one of them There's, survives yeah. and she's going to take everybody else out. <laughs> Which one do you think would be the last surviving Golden Girl if there was one? Like Sophia Loren. Not so, yeah. No. The tall one. No. Sophia anyway. Petrillo. Rose. Sophia Yeah, Rose. Uh, the old, Rose? The really the old, old one. one. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah, uh, Sophia. She was actually Not like Sophia, just Sophia. You know what's funny is yeah. she wasn't even the oldest cast member. She just played the oldest one. Yeah, isn't that wild? That is. <laughs> Which was... yeah. well, the thing that always gets me are those memes that show you know, uh, Rose. Is it Rose or no? The other one, who was like the the sultry one, the Blanche. sexy Blanche. one, Blanche. one. They'll Blanche. show a picture of Blanche and say Jennifer Lopez is the same age as Blanche, like now. Like on that show, they're the same age. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I mean, <laughs> you know, some of that. Me up. Yeah, some it's of that was term. certainly wardrobe and and haircuts and stuff, but also like people just looked older like thirty years ago. Like you'll see, yeah. you'll see footage of like, cigarettes. And... Yeah. Like yeah, it was oh, we were watching the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we were looking at um, we were watching Lionel Richie get inducted, and when he was in. You know, the late sixties into early seventies, he looked old as fuck. <laughs> there, it's something and about it like yeah. big chops and it's, uh, it's a makeup the artist. Suits, it had to have been because it was like he looked when, old as fuck back then. When you like have you know, just a mustache, yeah, you, it ages you ten years exactly. Just just the <laughs> mustache like, is an old. Yeah, look. it's like you know how when if a car has a single racing stripe, that's like ten visual horsepower. It's like you just think that car is that much faster. Like that's what a mustache does to you. You know, it adds at least ten to fifteen years on you. Yeah. All right. Next we got. Next one is a Fantastic Four number mm. two Alex Ross cover. Beautiful Alex Ross cover. Yeah. That is one I'm definitely going to be picking up. Because Alex Ross is what got me like wanting to be a comic book artist. I saw his stuff yeah. and I was just like, "Wait, you can do that? Like, you can make them look like real people? Like, because I had never seen it like that before." And I was yeah. hooked from then on. Dude, there's yeah. just that's a cool font. I'm looking at the. <laughs> I like the way the spacing is on the four. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I look at fonts a lot. We're not talking about the fonts, Alex. Well, Ross but that brings fonts. it. But but what if it was out? The, what, what about the if the font was missing? If the font was missing, it would just yeah, it I would mean, still be a beautiful cover. But it'd be three inches of space that needs to be filled. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, man. I think that the font is. Really nice. Like I love that graphic design element. Look back at that's what she said when he said that. <laughs> three inches of negative space. Yeah. You need. You gotta. You gotta throw more in there. The letter and thing. I thought it. I just didn't say it because I was like, I, and then I, I see. I didn't I, think honestly. It, right, nobody's ever said. So it. I started looking at it, and I was like, Hartman, if you can think that's three inches, I I got some something, you know, <laughs> some hard things to break to you. No, it's about two and a half. I was like, yeah, we got a different idea of what three inches is, I think. But. All right, back to the Alex Ross. Yeah. Anyway, Sue's tights are bunched up weird near her crotch. <laughs> are you saying she has something? What? You know what? What's going on? Speaking of custom figures, Alex Ross actually 
like made custom 12 inch figures of the fantastic four for that new book he did. Um, and that's how I think he shoots a lot of the reference that yeah. he paints from. So, I saw him do something on uh, YouTube, like actually yeah. filming and showing how he did it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well, cool. I mean, I'll tell you so, this, this image does not do this cover justice. When you look at this cover in person, it's just, it's that much more stunning. Honestly. Yeah. I'm curious about this one because it, it looks, looks like it's a, like a character design that they were just like, that painting is so good. Let's make it a cover. Cause it doesn't, you know, his covers have like design elements to them and like a composition. And this is just like a, you know, this looks like a photo still from an old black and white. Yeah. I think this is an extra. This is just a variant that they, yeah, they must've been like, let's, we got to, you know, print, print some money, put Alex, <laughs> put one of his things on it. Like all those timeless. Better, better uh, than the variants. timeless variants. You think this looks better than the timeless ones? I think it fits I right in there. Those. Yeah, it I mean it was like... a black and white. I mean, those were colors. It I does like kind of look like she is stirring. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Full of surprises. Just watching Total Recall earlier. Oh yeah, because of the way the, the light is. <laughs> But that's it. That's that's all of our our covers. <laughs> the quick flash of the dodgeball picture. We don't have any anime news because Sam's not here. Yeah, he went to go be the songbird of our generation and sing Christmas carols, so he's not here. Yeah, he's, is that what he's doing? Yeah, he's yeah. at church and singing yep. Christmas carols. He's going caroling, huh? We're going door to door. It's awkward. <laughs> I've never lived Better anywhere than where people do that. Yeah, it's, you wouldn't be welcome to. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought it was it's just, just a, movie really a TV thing. Open the door. We don't want anything. Yeah. Shut it. No, not interested. Like, I don't care if you're putting in somebody's roof up the street. I didn't ask for you to come by my house. <laughs> if it snowed in Phoenix, I'd throw snow at you. So you want you want snow move to Flagstaff. But we're not selling anything. We're just gonna sing to you. That's worse. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you got a candy bar to sell me too, or what? You need more than that. Yeah, take my money. Don't take my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if what if they they were selling something, but like they were singing it? That would actually that would that might get my five minutes at the door. Despite when I wouldn't, when I wouldn't have eating, no soliciting sign, you know. <laughs> Why'd you get solar panels? They sang their pitch. At this no, chewing on a Fifth Avenue bar while they're singing. You guys got a little bit of time left here. <laughs> yeah, you guys saw I finished this this bar. But <laughs> you're selling really me another. I did it with the chorus, though. That that really brought me in. <laughs> so I want to wait and hear how this turns out. Work to work on, like what? What finally broke you into comics, and what? Uh, Cause I was looking at a lot of your work and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So what, what was that first thing where they're, they're finally like, cause that's what a lot of artists and writers go through is how do I break into this? Mm. Yeah. And what finally got you? Cause I'm sure you're, you've been drawing and writing for a while and, and what finally got you to break through and was like, they were like yes. How, how many times did you just admit? 
You see, he was going door to door singing Christmas carols and right. said, I have nothing to sell, but I can make you a custom toy. Yeah, you know, I saw kind of two paths forward into comics. There was the going to conventions and, you know, standing in line for portfolio reviews with different editors all weekend. And then I also noticed that people were just making stuff and putting it out. And then eventually they would get hired to do other stuff, you know? Mm. And after doing the portfolio review line thing for a bit, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to make some shit because what ends up happening is like, you know, art is all subjective and people have different ideas and opinions on what needs to be on a comic book page and what doesn't, et cetera. And it's really down to the individual. So you'd stand in line for an hour to talk to an editor and they'd say, I love the way you draw faces. I don't like the way you draw bodies or something. And then the next editor would tell you the exact opposite. I, you know, I don't like your mm. faces so much, but your bodies look great or whatever. Mm. So I was just like, well, how do you get anywhere with this? <laughs> and uh, so I was just on message boards. You know, this is back before like Twitter was just kind of starting, but people weren't using it like in the way they do now to find collaborators and stuff. So I would go on like pencil Jack and digital webbing and the Bendis boards and look for people, look for writers who were looking for an artist. Uh, and I'd see what they had going on. And then I, I realized, you know what? The, uh, the publishers want to see how you draw their characters. So then I would find writers and I would say, look, I don't want to draw your like 250 page epic based on your, you and your friends D and D campaign that you're trying to turn into a graphic novel and you've never written anything before, but <laughs> damn it. I was going to offer if, that. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want to write a five-page, it's like, but if you want to write a five-page, you know, Wolverine thing, like I'll draw it. Then we both have a portfolio sample piece, and who knows, you know. Um, and from there, I started to go like, you know what? I actually want to like maybe write my own stories. So I I put out, you know, a single issue thing that I wrote and drew and colored myself and. Um, Ed Brisson actually lettered it. This is back before he was a big shot writer and he was just lettering stuff freelance. <laughs> so I've known him for, you know, like 12 years now, but, um, and then I was just kind of like floating around doing that stuff and, and, you know, hand, going to conventions and handing out, you know, I, I'd print up little like mini sort of lookbook portfolio things that, you know, try to make them look all professional and hand them out to editors and stuff. And then, uh, I joined a local studio that had a bunch of people in it. And uh, one of them uh, was like, hey, you should meet this buddy of mine. He's got a, a crime comic he's trying to do called High Crimes. So he introduced me to Chris Sabella, who you guys are probably familiar with. And um, and we, we so we basically did this book, High Crimes, like for free under our own steam over the period of like three years. It was like a 250 page book or something not based on his uh, D&D campaign or anything. <laughs> uh and and we got that published digitally through monkey brain which was like a a um like a comicsology exclusive oh, yeah. thing um and then from there somebody at dark horse saw it and said hey do you guys want to put out the print edition through us and so that this book is what got the ball rolling for us it was like we you know we were showing up we were putting our best foot forward and we were showing what we were you know capable of and then from there it was just you know up to editors to go, Hey, we like what you did for you. Why don't you do that for us? So that's how I slid my way in. Nice. Awesome. That turtles cover. <clears throat> is, 
that really was a uh, with this the split cover. Thank you. Yeah, you can tell the the two inches up top for the for the <laughs> trade dresser. What, the is that what is that called? Like uh, the dots behind it. The uh, there's that is technically it's a half tone pattern, but okay. Um, there's when you see it like the way like James Heron and Danny Warren Johnson and those guys do it, like how they, or like in manga, that is um, like for screen printing, right? Pattern. Yeah, those are actually like they're printed on a, a clear sheet and it has an adhesive back. And so you cut it out and paste it onto the art itself. Uh, and, and I think what a lot of people do, because it's expensive and you got to import it from Japan. So I think a lot of people, including myself, like I scanned it. And then when I wanted to use it, I would just paste it in as if I were cutting out an actual sheet of it, and just, but just do it in Photoshop. Because I know it has that option for thermal printers for that. And... <clears throat> Oh, this little cool addition. Yeah, the it's, you know, it's the font. <laughs> no, it that that doesn't that doesn't need the font because it's got the half toning. Yeah, this one was a like a I think it was like a one in twenty five or one in fifty variant or something. I can't remember. Um, this was, I mean, you know, turtles is like I, I was born eighty five, so turtles are like I grew like I learned to tell time because. I knew that Ninja Turtles came on at a certain time, and I just had to figure out what the hell that meant so I could, oh, there you, you know. <laughs> did you watch so, any anime? You know, I Are didn't. You... I, I've I've enjoyed some over the years, but mm -hmm. I've I've mm -hmm. never been like an anime kid. Oh, you got to watch Chainsaw Man. We didn't have much. I was going to ask if cool. you saw. Uh, God, there's a samurai shows. Can't think of what the hell it's called now. They had all these oh, different so... colors. Shonen Warriors. Think was no, a, I've never heard of that one. I'll have to look that up. Came on at, before Mega Man came on in the morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I did used to watch Mega Man sometimes because I, I think it was on before something else I wanted to watch. And it was on that. They had they had the show with the uh, the Mario that looked like Ron Jeremy, a live action. That's right. Yeah, and they, they would have show clips <laughs> and Legend of Zelda and stuff during that. <laughs> It's Captain Lou, man. Way to, way to sell it. <laughs> way to sell it. So when, you know, you got some right, coverage here for DC, what was it like when DC called you? It was great. Yeah, I mean, I was a DC kid. You know, I like Marvel too, obviously. But, I mean, DC was, you know, Superman is like the whole reason I got into comics because I loved the Reeve movies when I was a little kid. And then, you know, my parents got mm -hmm. me. My my very first comic was uh, John Byrne's Man of Steel number two. Mm -hmm. And it it's the one where he, like, Lois basically, like, sets herself up to, like, drive off a bridge so that Superman will rescue her so she can get an exclusive interview with him. And it came with a little cassette tape. And they had actors doing the dialogue and there were sound effects and stuff. And so... Like that's how I learned to read was pairing up the word balloons with the the dialogue and stuff. So that background, yeah, dope. It, it almost looks like uh, vectorized. They're vector. Thanks, man. Yeah, this was for Mother Panic Gotham AD, which was like a sort of like future Gotham book. Um, and in this issue, she came up against the Joker, so that's why it's kind of got the like Joker oh. color scheme with the mm. bloody smile. Um, that was a fun book for sure. It was like an Elseworlds future Gotham thing. So we got to like. Yeah, that was the. Uh, what's his name? Animal or something? A little imp. Yeah, young animal. Yep. 
Yeah. Gerard Way. So Jody Hauser wrote that and I, I drew it. Yeah. And it was all like curated by Gerard Way. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. What kind of got you into doing the, the custom action figures thing? Because I mean, let me tell you, I think your uh, your last Ronin figure is probably the best figure I've ever seen. Oh, thank you, man. Um, so funnily enough, it was the uh, the 1990 Ninja Turtles, which is what I used as a base figure for <laughs> that last Ronin. Um, I'd always been into figures, and uh, when the McFarlane matrix toys came out. They just blew my mind. Cause I was like, again, it was similar, similar to Alex Ross. Like you can do that. Like <laughs> it was this little frozen moment in time where Neo is doing the cartwheel with the, the gun and like Trinity's running up a wall and stuff. And, it, and they looked like shrunken little people. Like it was completely realistic. It wasn't like cartoony proportions or, you know, so I used to try to, you know, when I was like, 15 16 i tried sculpting my own little neo out of clay and stuff and so that was kind of the very beginning but it wasn't until probably about four four years ago now five years ago um neca put out neca for those who don't know is a, a really great action figure company and they put out these movie accurate 1990 turtles right mm -hmm. and it was the like yeah <laughs> tyson <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although Lois knew what she was doing. She had an oxygen tank in her car and Superman knew it. And it was, it was very like, oh, that's why you have an oxygen tank in your car. Um, Unlike the movie when she just jumped into Niagara Falls. Right. That movie sucks. <laughs> Superman 2 is not good. Everybody's like, oh, it's so great. It's not a good movie. Uh, yeah. This, I'm throwing I mean, my logo at you. With the yeah, the Donner cut was better, but I'm a Superman 4 apologist. So what do I know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so NECA put out these turtles and they had been solicited and they were like a, a very limited quantity. It was a San Diego exclusive that you could order online and they sold out within the first like five minutes mm -hmm. and they did it over a period of three days and I didn't know if I was going to get one. And I had found these other turtles that were like from Playmates that were supposed to be based on the movie, but they were not as you know believable or realistic looking. But I thought I could sculpt some alternate heads for these. So that's kind of how I started is I made alternate movie based heads for those playmates figures in case I couldn't get the NECA ones. <laughs> and then <laughs> I secured those. So I moved on and I was like, okay, well what else, you know, I really want a John wick action figure. And at the time there were none. Now there's, you know, a ton of them you could get, but so I used one of those aforementioned uh, McFarlane matrix figures and I turned the Keanu head into a John wick and I made a little diorama for it that was based on one of the scenes in the movie. And and then it was just down the rabbit hole from there. I just became like super obsessed with it and have been doing it pretty consistently. Now I have a YouTube channel where I make them and, and you know oh, yeah. showcase my stuff. So yeah, it's just my name on YouTube. If you if you look that up, you'll see uh, all that good stuff on there. Do you, do you sell your to. custom figures and stuff too? Or? Not usually. I've made a couple that I've sold only because I wanted to make them really badly, but I didn't like they didn't fit into my collection. You know, like um, like I took a, a Mez. I, I love like one twelve scale like Mezco style figures, like soft goods. You know, like mm. kind of like a shrunken down Hot Toys figure. Okay. Um, and so I had a Mezco 112 Thor from Ragnarok, and I, I wanted to make a classic-looking Thor out of it. So I did that, but I don't really have like a, an Avengers collection 
in that scale because Mezco never really made any beyond like Spider-Man and Thor. So uh, I ended up selling that one. And then I made a Deadpool out of a Netflix Daredevil figure, same same line, Mezco, um, okay. just to kind of see if I could do it. And then I was like, well, I don't really, I like Deadpool well enough, but not. I don't have like a Deadpool shelf. So I sold that one too. But everything else is pretty much like I want it. It doesn't exist. So I make it for my own collection. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's fun, man. What IP does make it to your shelf? What's that? IP does make it to your shelf. What do uh, you gravitate to? So I, I really like stuff based on just like the movies and shows that I love. Um, and, you know, some are comics and stuff. Yeah, here's my YouTube channel. So as you can see, kind of smack dab in the middle there, I made that Michael Knight and I'm working on the car to go with him. <laughs> a, a big section of my collection is like characters and the sort of iconic vehicles that go with them. Um so I've got, you know, different Batmobiles and I made that Batman animated series figure right there on the left uh, to go with the DC collectibles Batmobile that they made. Cause I think it's just incredible. Um, and uh, the, the Batman Batmobile from the new movie, that was actually an RC car that just happened to come out on the right scale. So I just painted it up to make it look dirty and weathered and stuff. And nice. Um, I scratch built a tumbler pretty much. For my Batman Begins figure, so what I did was I found a um, a, a playset from Batman Begins that like folds out to be like you know open it up to reveal Gotham City play as the yeah, Batman yeah. you know one of those things, and I just like took the shell of it and like hollowed it out and added the stuff that should be there that wasn't, and I got actual like rubber RC truck tires for it instead of like the cheapy plastic ones that were on it and put lights on it and stuff. I made a whole, uh, a whole, like, you know, basically like as screen accurate as I could get it tumbler. So, um, I actually have the process of that up on the channel in the longer videos up top there. And I've got, a, I've got a whole Nolan Batman display and, you know, uh, so that's the kind of stuff that generally, yeah, like Terminator figures I've been making, um that matrix diorama there was uh, a couple of custom matrix figures that i made so mostly I'll stuff that commission like, you uh commission you to do a sam and dean winchester with their impala you know what's funny oh, that, that, michael, that michael knight is actually a sam winchester head that i got a hold of and i just sculpted <laughs> onto it because i was trying to figure out what could i use for hasselhoff and I was going through my bin of little tiny heads and I bought that one just cause I was like, you know, I get them from this guy in Canada, you know, he shrinks them down from like hot toys scale and stuff. And, and, uh, I was like, well, I'll use this for something. He's like a generic enough looking dude that I could probably like repurpose it. And his features just like lined up super well with Hassel, like a young Hasselhoff. I just had to like bulk out his cheekbones and his jawline and give him the curly hair. And I, I was in business. This is really cool right here. Thanks, man. Yeah, that, that thing is huge. You can actually see it kind of in my on my shelf here in the background. <laughs> so I've got yeah, I got really... all four Ghostbusters on there, and then uh yeah, that thing took a while to make. It was pretty involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I remember doing that stuff like when I was a kid. I'd paint my old, you know, Marvel Secret Wars figures to be somebody else because they were all pretty. You know, nondescript, like if you got right. Nothing, but... 
it's fun, man. You know, yeah, I, uh, I, I once drawing became my job. Like I was like, I needed another kind of creative outlet, you know, that wasn't like work that I owed to somebody. And so I just started doing this as kind of like a fun way to decompress. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And it's been fun to like share it on YouTube. And, you know, there's a whole community of people that customize stuff. And somebody yeah, in the chat, fun. chat asked if you'd seen the Dragon Ball cell shaded figures that they're doing now on online. They're repainting I did see them. those. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I yeah. there's kind of a NECA does that too with certain figures. Like when they put out their cartoon turtle line, they all had the kind of like dark outlines in the crevices and stuff. It's almost like an illusion when you look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Somebody named Hartman Cards, aka Card A West. With no affiliation. <laughs> um, seems cool though. <laughs> no affiliation. <laughs> No, that's cool, man. Ooh. That's fall guy. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, fall it guy it, with the pickup. it takes a, a decent amount. Of yeah, time. with that pickup. I put trailers for my books in all these videos. That's why when you hover over them, it doesn't really like show much of what's happening in the video because <laughs> the trailers I are always at the front. I, I saw it, that yeah. Vader one you did. That was crazy. Or did, did you do the Vader one? No, I haven't. I'm not really a Star oh, Wars guy, so I haven't really. I, I clicked on your Instagram and was looking through it, and somehow I had there's a Vader with his face missing. Maybe it was one of the, the additions that you were let's see. had tagged in it. Could be, might have been a Star like Trek a, guy. I never got into any of the Star Thank God. stuff. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just it was, it was never shown to me as a kid, you know, <laughs> and I just kind of like sort of missed out on it and then i eventually got into you know watching them uh, but i think without having that nostalgia factor like it just doesn't really resonate the same way as if i had seen it when i was like a little kid do you use yeah, any special was... brushes or anything like that or do you use like the random type deal no just pretty much like a you know cheap brush pack off of amazon or from i think i even got one from like the grocery store that was just like an assortment because <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people get really caught up in like, you got to have the exact right tools, you know? Thank you, Tyson. Um, but really like, it's just about doing the work I find, you know, I mean, I do have to have like a real tiny brush for like detailed stuff, but other than that, yeah, yeah I just get general acrylics that are like, you know, paint that costs like a dollar 50 at, at Michael's crafts or whatever. I've been using makeup brushes, dollar yeah. store makeup brushes. Those are really good for like. They're also really good for dusting your figures. Like if you get like mm -hmm. like soft uh, blush applicator brushes, like I'm you don't knock anything over, and, you know. Yeah. What's that? What did you say, Kyle? So I'm glad you used Leto. The Leto. Oh Joker? yeah. Well, I was making the uh, the nightmare version of Joker from the the Snyder cut because I had that. Yeah. I had a. a leto joker figure with an extra head and i was like and i had the mezco nightmare batman and i was like you know what that'd be a pretty quick and easy custom like i just had to get some you know like a white lab coat and turn it backwards on him so <laughs> and then i had a, a marvel legends uh movie cable vest and some badges from like some neca terminator police figures that i had several of so i just kind of i try to use every part of the buffalo you know 
Yeah. So you, <laughs> so you you had a Jared Leto action figure, or that you painted? Yeah. So I had there's a there's a brand called uh, Medicom that has a, a line called Mafex. It's similar to like SH Figure Arts if you're familiar with those. Um, and I got like a, a package deal on a bunch on eBay. Um, and so I had this, you know, Jared Leto Joker figure and it came with a swappable head and the head was just in a box because that, you know, you can only put one head on the figure at a time. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I was like, so let me, uh, let me see if I can, you know, repurpose this into something else. That's how I, I try to use everything I have. So I'm not like throwing plastic into a landfill as much as possible. You know? <laughs> so you're really, you're really reworking like other things that you're fine, repurposing them more so than like yeah. straight fabricating something new for this stuff, which I think is, is pretty cool. It's a so little of both. Like sometimes I, I will completely make something from scratch out of like fabric and styrene, which are like plastic sheets that you can, you know, manipulate. Yeah. I'm sure some uh, other times. Yeah. Other times I'll take stuff from one figure, put it on another. And then, you know, like, like pieces of armor from a, from a tactical justice league Batman and, I made like a days of future past Wolverine by doing that, by using like the shoulder pieces to make the little, you know, like in the movie and stuff. So yeah. And then I'll have that piece sitting, you know, the, that figure that I've like pillaged parts from and I'll save that for like, I'll use that at some point, you know? Yeah. You might need it for something. And I usually I thought you find had a... an actual Jared Leto figure. And I was like, Oh, I need one of those for my shelf. <laughs> what you should do is get the, the, another one of those joker heads clean it so it looks like his face put long blonde brownish brown hair on it and have him like singing <laughs> i if i were a huge jared leto fan i probably would <laughs> but what's it what's yeah. his band 30 seconds to mars is that his 30 seconds so. 30 seconds of awesomeness <laughs> you yeah, know i actually i liked him as the joker i i know he was very controversial and a lot of people didn't but like I thought it was a cool take, you know. I thought the tattoos were stupid, but yeah, I like the kind of <laughs> gangster <laughs> Joker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, nobody was gonna top Ledger, right? So you got to do something yeah. different. And I thought it was cool that they they went for it, you know. No, his original band was Frozen Embryos. <laughs> what? There you go. That was from my so-called <laughs> life. That was what his band was. Oh, my life. <laughs> oh God, I forgot he was on that. <laughs> My so-called life. <laughs> At least he didn't use his his status to push his band up. You gotta give him that one. Yeah. I think it was the opposite. No, he he didn't want his name attached to it because he thought that that would push his uh, music in light. So him and his brother they had some type of deal where they were trying to keep it as hmm. behind the scenes as possible. I'm a member Probably of his smart. church. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you look. I was gonna say, do you see Terry's? <laughs> yeah. No. Where are you coming? Knock. No, I didn't see you playing with your dolls. It's not a doll. It's an action figure. It's a collectible. <laughs> oh, you Joe. should see. I mean, God, my office is like. There's a couple hundred of these things in here. Easily. Do you ever have something <laughs> that you start and just stop and set it aside for? Yes. When you feel creative. Yeah, my my night rider thing, in fact. Um, 
I uh, I was working on it, and my dog got really sick and eventually passed, and I just like oh. couldn't touch it for oh. months because like, you know, it was just kind of, I think too too much association with it, you know. And other times, I'll just get really excited about another idea, and then I just jump over to that. Like, that's the nice thing about because it's a hobby, I can just kind of chase the endorphins. Like, it's mm-hmm. I don't have to like, you know, making a YouTube channel has kind of made me have to rein it in a bit because. You know, I can't like start a thing and then and not finish not it. get back to it. Yeah. Which is what I did with the Knight Rider thing. I'm actually, you know, it's been a few months since I updated that one. So I'm <laughs> working on it this weekend. But yeah. So what was, uh, what are you working on now then? Like anything that Knight Rider? <laughs> I know, not, not personally. I'm talking about like, like comics wise. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, so I've done a couple covers for DC recently, some that have come out, some that are about to. Um, and then I'm working on, so with my books, Count and Retroactive, that came out over the last couple of years, those are out through Humanoids, which for those unfamiliar, Humanoids is like a like this like prestige French, you know, sci-fi publisher that was like known for the Incal and Mobius's work and stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. And, when you said so it, it sounds familiar. Okay. I know yeah. Most people oh, know humanoid books. They just don't always know the series, you know? So was that Cardi? The font on your, oh, I, yeah. I love that. I said, Thank you. <laughs> Not joking. Which, wait, <laughs> which one for the, the, what the retroactive. Thank you. I actually designed that one myself. Uh, <laughs> And then sent it to them, and then their their art director like redid it, uh, you know, in a more like printable way because mine was a little rough, but yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, or it was it was uh, it was raster, not vector, because I didn't want to bust out Illustrator and mess with all that. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so so I have a three book deal with them, uh, and so I'm working on my third book right now. Um, I just actually am about to finish pencils for the whole thing and then i'm going to go straight into inking it so i don't know when it's going to be announced or out yet but um uh yeah i'm excited about it it's fun it's you know getting to do my own thing there is pretty great like i don't you know have to like it's i like work i like collaborating with people but it it can be tough like drawing from someone else's writing you know yeah because you're trying to add visuals to something that they thought of like a month ago and they don't always remember or like they're not always visual thinkers, you know, as writers. So um, it's kind of like having somebody pick out your clothes for you and you're like, I, I would just, I can dress <laughs> myself, you know? Like, <laughs> so. okay. What's your favorite medium to, medium to work in? Like what's been, been like the most, where, where, you know, the one that pops your collar the most, you know, like when you're done. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm still a, a pen and ink guy. Um, I work digitally about half the time on, like all my pencils are digital, and then I print them out on paper and ink over them. Um, hmm. I just so you go I the love... opposite. Then. Well, most most people nowadays just do digital straight, like all the way through. Um, and a lot of people still do what I do. I think where it's like you work it out digitally because if you if there are notes from the editor, you can change them easily because it's all on separate layers, and you know you can resize things and move them around. Whereas like if you do it on paper, you got to redraw everything. Yeah, right? so, <laughs> start all over. Yeah. So then you can print it out at like a you know low opacity, so the lines are kind of 
ghost it on the paper and then kind of solidify it with ink from there. Um, I just, I just love the way that like pens and ink on brushes and stuff like reacts to the paper, you know, like I, and when you work digitally, a lot of times you're just trying to sort of capture what the real thing does. Uh, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's definitely more efficient and it can be faster in a lot of ways, but uh, I just, it's not what I love about drawing. You know, what I love is like the different feels. Whereas like when you're using a stylus on glass, like it doesn't matter what kind of brush, it all feels <laughs> the same, you know? Yeah. Terry, I'm See, a, I, I'll, I'll do some work with some cheeseburgers too. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Usually, meat. Usually, I, I mean, from my perspective, you see the artists doing like pencils and then uploading it digitally yeah. to their their iPad or whatever to do the the final lines and the inking and all of that. So that's interesting that you you go the opposite direction. Yeah, I think I think most people. I think that's actually a pretty rare thing these days is to do the pencils first and then digital, um, just because you're sort of like. You know, I guess for the reasons I was mentioning, where it's like, if you have to rework it, like you gotta like erase it and start over. Where yeah. it's like digital, you can just go like, ah, oh, make them a little bigger. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, some people, some people still like that sort of like, I guess the freedom of of working loosely on paper, and you know, like it's a little easier to do that on the couch sometimes if you're trying to hang with family or watch a movie or whatever and just kind of relax, and then. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I like to have all of the control up front so that I can really like get it planned out and just so that by the time I print it out, I can ink anywhere and I can, you know, like it's all all the hard work is done and now I'm just cruising doing the fun part. Hmm. Well, that, yeah, because I, I think you'd have more control with the straight pencil and paper versus the like offset of your pencil on like an ipad or whatever digital program you're using that would you think they'd be the other one but that's cool that you do that do it digitally and then print it out and ink it that's yeah i you know it's kind of that skill you know, i guess i'm trying to say that <laughs> skill well thank you it's it's been a long process of like trial and error figuring out what works the best for me you know and and i mean that's that's my personal preference like other people you know they'll they'll work on paper and then they'll light box the different elements. So they'll actually have like a backlit mm. like table. Tracers. Yeah. And they'll, well, they'll, Get they'll tracers. take what works. Tracing their own stuff. Their, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. As long as, as long as somebody else didn't draw it, you're good. You know? So you're a tracer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So what else do, do you, you have? No, oh, go ahead. Oh. I just want to ask if you had a stand on uh, like homage covers and like we were talking about Peach Momoko earlier, or they were too, um, using like the same images and different formats. Greg Land, <laughs> the same well, position and <laughs> just different versions of Gwen on the, doing the same pose and same position yeah. and, and and redoing the image. It's interesting. Do you like? Well, Greg Land is a special case because he's known to swipe from other artists. Like that's a thing, you know? Um, so him swiping himself doesn't surprise me. Right. <laughs> like I have, you know, I will generally be very um, cordial toward colleagues in the way I speak about them, but I, not when they swipe. I think that's 
nasty behavior. Like you're just, you're stealing someone else's hard work at that point, you know, like yeah. somebody else did the work to learn to draw that thing in a way that, you know, sparks interest and joy in people. And he's someone like him sees it and goes, yeah, I'm going to take that. Like that's fucked up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. Yeah. Homage covers, you know, I don't really enjoy doing them because I like to design a cover like from the ground up and I don't like to be pigeonholed into somebody else's vision of a thing because like the way that, you know, even, even if it's a classic cover, like, and I, you know, I respect that, like, that's not how I would draw it. And that's not how, yeah you know, I want to get that information across. Um, so I don't personally enjoy doing them, but I think they're fun and I think they serve their purpose for sure. Like, People love stuff that they know. You know what I mean? Like, true. true. And we see that with comics. That's why they do so many variants that are like based on a movie or like, you know, because um, it's recognition. People go, yeah. I like that. It reminds me of something that makes me happy. I'm going to buy it. You know, I need to have it. Yep. Yeah. Would you say so, it limits the artist doing homage covers? It depends on the artist. Like, I, it limits me for sure. But like, some people love it because it's like, you know, you took the hard work away from me. I don't have to come up with a design. Let me just like rework this movie yeah, poster right. into being about Spider-Man right. or whatever. Like, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, I had one of those recently that didn't end up like they ended up canceling the thing that it was for. So it never went anywhere, but it was a cover based on like the good, the bad and the ugly. So like, okay. I was like, wait, so you want me to literally just draw a character standing there? Like, in a white background with a, like a kind of a Clint Eastwood grimace on their face. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> like <laughs> that's an easy assignment, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, sometimes it can be fun, but. Yeah. I don't mind homage covers if they haven't been done over and over and over and over and over and over like a 300 or an eight, uh, a Spider-Man one, you know, if you're doing something different, you know, good on you. But if you're doing the same thing, everybody else is doing. I, I want to do a, Mike, a Michael limit. Jordan Spider-Man yeah. cover. <laughs> Duncan? Yeah. With that 300. Like, it's, I'm in the works of doing one. It won't be a cover. It'll be mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's all right. it, you know, mashup stuff can be fun, right? Like when you see a thing, it's like, oh, it's like Terminator was Bloodshot or whatever, you know, like yeah. that's cool. Like we, you know, we go like us oh, two things, two great tastes that go great together, right? But there you go. Yeah, from a creative perspective, I don't enjoy it as much because it's like, well, let me let me see what I can really do with this, you know. Tyson says he understands. That's why he doesn't have a tattoo because that's someone else's vision on his body. Dude, same. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, you know, if because I, I don't have any, um, and I was planning to get one you know like an homage to my dog that we lost and so i was going to design it and i was going to make it kind of simple you know but i was like i feel like i would look at what they did and not be happy with it yeah. and that's on me forever so i just i'd rather not <laughs> you know i was told yeah. that santa doesn't approve of tattoos so i never got one <clears throat> that, you know yeah <laughs> i mean i also i just never really like I have this weird thing where I'm like, I don't want any identifying marks on me. I like that kind of anonymity. crime. Yeah, you never know, man. Case you never know. <laughs> I'm just more indecisive. Like your point, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna regret it a week later. Like, damn it, that's there yeah. forever now. That's that's how I am. And nowadays, though, it's almost to the point where like 
it's more unique not to have tattoos because everybody right. has tattoos nowadays. So, yep. And I'd rather in the dark spend ink. that money on action figures, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, to answer that yeah. question though, from, from Joe's duels, I, I think I personally love doing interiors. Um, that's like, that's my favorite thing. I love like <laughs> the storytelling of comics. Um, I think covers are just like, you know, when you, when you start to get hired for them, it's a good gig. So people do it. Cause it's like, you get paid, you know, like a decent amount of money per cover. And if you can crank out three, four covers a month, like a lot of times that's equivalent to doing like maybe half an issue to a full issue, depending on which publisher you're working for. And if you're somebody whose covers sell, I mean, you make way below the sort of like average minimum, like, you know, mm. like Adam Hughes probably makes, you know, a thousand dollars a cover minimum. That may even be like super low balling him probably is. Yeah. Cause you know, they know his covers will sell. So it's kind of like they pay him a couple grand, but they're going to make way more than that back in the, the variant mm -hmm. sales, you know? So. So do you think that's why artists like Campbell, J Scott Campbell are like, well, you're only going to pay me x amount for this cover and you're going to sell it for more than that i'm just going to give you the same pose same face and just change it just a little bit probably keep drawing think, my faces like cats and you're going to, going to deal with it i think that dude probably has just checked out man like <laughs> you know what i mean like he's got he's his been own doing story he's like, gonna sell his own books now like yeah i mean like and not to say checked out of drawing but just like these work for higher things like he's going to make a ton of money he's going to get uh, uh, several copies that he can sell signed on his eBay store through his art rep or whatever for, you know, a couple hundred bucks a pop. And like, you know, I think some people get to a comfortable spot where they're like, they're going to put their energy into their own stuff. Or, I mean, he could probably just do the same thing for another 20 years and people would just gobble it up because they love his stuff, you know? So it's good work if you can get it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, personally, <clears throat> I want to keep you know chasing that dragon of like if trying to outdo myself or learn a new technique or whatever. But you know, I'm also like younger in this game and where you know in my career and stuff. So maybe I'll get there one day where I'm just like, ah, yeah. here you go. Do you, do you like to try like different styles like? Whether it be like, I'm just going to do this one all digital. I'm going to do this one all pencil ink. I'm going to try to paint something like how many different styles do you like to really like branch out to? Do you, or do you kind of stay in your wheelhouse of what you normally do? No, I, I love trying different stuff. You know, sometimes you don't get the option to, because you're just like, I can't, I don't have the time. I can't afford to experiment on this. Cause if I screw up, it's going to have to start over. And that's like, you know, basically like money lost yeah uh, but i love painting I, and i love doing like mixed media stuff where it's like you know you're using all kinds of different stuff on the on the paper to try to make a cool image um and then sometimes i go like you know what i want to see if i can do this digitally like so the last several covers i've done were all digitally painted because you should procreate you know, i use uh it's now it's called clip studio paint but it used to be called manga studio um it's very similar to photoshop it's just a little more catered toward comics um mm -hmm. but yeah and you know there's there's different custom brushes you can get and stuff like that all trying to emulate the real thing the real but, thing well yeah the difference is that 
you know, if there are notes on it, you can change it. Whereas like once you've committed paint pigment to paper, like it's kind of it, you know, <laughs> you have to start over. Right it, going back. The digital right. apps have like stamps and stuff people are using now, like irises and things like that. Which I'm, I'm kind of torn on. I mean, it's cool to be able to just simply put a dot on the screen and make it an iris, but right. it kind of takes away from the ability to do it. I agree, man. I think, you know, there's a valid argument to be made that like, it's all a tool, right? If you can, if you're a mechanic and you can use a, you know, like a, a pneumatic wrench to remove lug, lug nuts, why sit there and, and take a tire iron to it and jump it on it and trying to get it loose and shit like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then when you have to do it live, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Right? Well, and I, I think that, I mean, for me, I'm just kind of like, then why are you drawing? Like, what's the fucking point if you're just yeah. gonna like stamp it and, and yeah, do that, it's like you know a, I mean? a like, bunch of trees and stuff by just dragging your pen along the screen. Yeah, it's like AI artists that. do it. Yeah, that's yeah, like, I, <laughs> Adobe's doing I talk that about thing. that a lot actually. Like, the there was a, a post recently where this artist was like, I made a, a, br- a brush of books, and you just so if you draw a bookshelf from one angle, really, I mean, you just with the brush on the screen and now you have a bunch of books and it's like if you can do it originally then i mean if you made it yourself and like you're able to draw a book correctly then i mean i i don't see anything wrong with that but i mean if you're just downloading p- other people's work like that and using it in your stuff then i think uh, yeah in this case this is one they made and but the thing about it is that like it just looks so sterile and lifeless you know what i mean yeah. it's just a bunch of little yeah. rectangles like there's no variation in the the thickness of the lines to indicate mm-hmm. like you know, I mean, there's an art to inking where, like, if if you're inking an arm, the the line up here to outline it will be thinner, and this one will be thicker, and that gives it weight. That shows you that gravity is going this way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and not everybody draws that way. Some people have a very consistent line weight throughout. But I don't know. I just to me, it's like, I guess, like, what then? What are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? If you don't want to draw, that's what I like about Procreate, (laughs) like the pressure sensitivity and settings that you can adjust like that. That's I find that really cool. But you just like saying Procreate. Well, no, it's a it's a cool ass app, man. It's it's amazing. Like I didn't do anything with drawing before I found out about Procreate. Like I was like, I can use my Apple Pen. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to Photoshop and and Manga Studio in that way. Like (laughs) someone tell (laughs) us, leave him alone, Joe. Hey, that's a, that's a classic example of a guy who found a thing that works and gets a lot of money for it, and he's just riding that riding that train, man. <laughs> you know, I just, the foot fetish people don't enjoy it. Yeah, he. You know, it's funny. Like, I that guy has such a such a zest for comics. Still, like, I can't help but kind of root for it. You know, like. <laughs> mm. Until you talk to him and he's a fucking <laughs> dick. That, that's what I was just, I was like, he's got such a zest for being a douche. Like, uh, see, I've never, like... I've never met him, and I don't follow him on Twitter or anything, so I don't really know like what his personal vibe is like. But he blocked yeah. me a long time ago. He looks like a dick. So when you're when you're approached by Marvel or DC or Dark Horse or for a project, do they kind of tell you? look, we want you to do this one digitally or we want you to do this in pencil or a watercolor. Do they kind of tell you what they're looking for or do they just leave it completely up to you? They're like, this is what we want. This is what we're, you know, this is kind of our idea. Go and show yeah. me what you got. 
No, they generally don't care how you do it at all. Um, in my experience, um, yeah. I, you know, I think if you were to tell them like, Hey, I want to paint this one like fully, they would probably be like, well, let's talk about that because you know, uh, it takes can longer. You paint it in like <laughs> yeah. a couple of days or <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you can, if you can get it done, like that's, I think that's really all they care about. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky that I, so, you know, I, I've been doing some work for hire stuff peppered in with my creator own stuff, but for the most part, I'm doing the books, like how I want to do them and telling the story I want to tell. So it's really just kind of like, I send a script to the editor and, and they let me know if they think anything doesn't make sense continuity wise, or if there, you know, any spelling errors or whatever. And then I'm just kind of mm. off to the races doing my own thing. So uh, cool. in that respect, I can kind of do whatever I want. As long as I'm on schedule. So do you just do like your those jobs of like, oh man, this sweet new action figures coming out, and I need to make three grand real quick to <laughs> to hop on this. So let me just take up this this real quick Marvel job, and and away I go. Honestly, I mean, it's a couple reasons. It's a fun exercise to like step away from this thing that you know, like these books I'm doing are 120 pages, which is the equivalent of six issues right so it's nice to kind of like pop off over to marvel and do a one shot with a character i know and love and then go back to my own thing you know um another big reason for me is like it helps you sell your personal stuff you know like yeah you got to get your name out there in stores you know comic shops who do their ordering need to know who you are and if they see your name in a marvel book they might remember it. And then when your own stuff comes out, they go, Oh yeah. You know, it's the same for me. Yeah. I mean, a big reason why I started my YouTube channel was, you know, to get to basically make long commercials for my books. I put the trailer in the video and then I'm like, now watch me make this action figure, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Where do I get my, how often do they reach out to you? Uh, it just kind of depends. Like, um, you know, usually an editor will be like, Oh, we think he would be good for this because of the way he draws a certain thing. It reminds them of this book or like, um, you know, like I did, I did some James Bond work and because of that, I did an issue of detective that actually never ended up coming out because it was an inventory issue. So it was like, if they needed something to fill in the schedule, they would put it out, but they stayed on schedule. So they didn't need it, but it was like, it was Bruce Wayne kind of in a tux sneaking around a thing right so they were like oh the james bond guy would be good at this right so there'll be stuff like that sometimes you just reach out to an editor or their their you know talent director and we'll be like you know hey man i i have a hole in my schedule coming up if you guys need me for anything and then he'll put the word out to editorial and then somebody in in the x office will need a fill-in on this thing or whatever so it can happen that way um do they reach out to you though, or do they? Do you have like a, a guy that no, they call to get to you, or no? They'll just email me directly, and you know, hey, are you available for this thing? And then we check schedules, and if it works, then I'm like, hell yeah, send me the script, you know. Um, They're old back school. To, they still send a raven to his house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to the previous question. Um, uh, I self-taught, so I, you know, pretty much just like I've been drawing my whole life. I mean, I've taken art classes as electives because they're you know, easy a kind of thing, but, and I've definitely learned stuff in them. Like I I think I learned the most from a watercolor class. I took at community college and a life drawing class where you're like actually drawing live models in the room and 
where they really learning it. about anatomy and stuff. Yes. And it's very weird at first. <laughs> and then you just, everybody just gets used to it. Um, but uh, yeah, mostly just self-taught, you know, like, and, and I mean, we, live in, we live in such a golden age of like YouTube university, you know, I mean, anything you want to mm -hmm. learn, you just look it up on YouTube and it's there. So that's true. That is true. Yeah. I'm a self-taught plumber. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I got to fix the sink. Is there a video? Right. <laughs> At least you're not yeah. out there making Levi you... commercials bragging about being self-taught. Like, <laughs> man, if Levi's asked me, paid me to wear some <laughs> stupid fucking pants and, and being a guy, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all would. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So, so Joe's Doolin, this is an interesting question. Have you noticed a lack of talent at the editorial level now versus a decade ago? I don't think there is a lack of talent at the editorial level. I do think that there is um, there is an emphasis in the hiring process probably put on language skills more than visual art skills because uh, you know, I mean, editorial is a is a language based job, right? Like they want people to read scripts, to edit them, to to go over lettering. Uh, and to project manage, right? And that doesn't require an art degree. And I think as cost-cutting measures at some of the publishers, uh, they have let go of, like like DC let go of Mark Chiarello, who was their longtime art director. Um, and you just can't duplicate that guy's experience, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I do see stuff coming out from all the publishers that I'm like, that is not good enough to be printed. <laughs> And I'm not trying to be there. on my high horse here, but like there are basic fundamentals to drawing comics and I mean, to drawing in general, really, but co also comics. I mean, it's its own language visually that I'm seeing sort of less and less of, uh, you know, or I, I guess I'm seeing more examples where it is not there yet. And yeah. I think that that to me is like a you need an art director to go legs don't work like that we got to have them redraw that you know what i mean but stuff is getting put out where it's like there's no understanding of perspective there's no understanding of anatomy there's weird yeah. things happening you know some people will who work digitally they'll draw like two things on top of each other and they'll forget to erase the, the overlap lines and that gets yeah. printed like to me that's not good enough um you just explained rob's Liefeld's career in a nutshell right there <laughs> So, you know, he came in at a time when uh, they would anybody who could hire a pencil was getting work, I think, because they were just trying to keep up with the demand of the 90s boom. And, you know, I mean, you got to give it to the guy. He created some characters that are long lasting that people still love. And I think that's what has kept him, you know, relevant or however you want to put it. I don't think he's a good draftsman at all. And I think he should be better for how long he's been doing it. But. You know, his his bank account weird, probably man. disagrees with me. So, like, <laughs> like do you remember in the night, like Rob, like we'll bring up like Rob, like in the 90s, not only did they want just hire people just to keep up to get their output, output, and make more and more books. Think of how many people they made emulate certain artists. Like, yeah, I remember back in the 90s, all people under like Rob's, I guess his uh, art studio like or whatever, like the creators, Rat yeah. Michaels of the time and like even Dan Panosian at the time. You see Dan Panosian's work today. Doesn't look anything like the aping Rob Liefeld that he did back in the nineties because that's probably what they asked him to do. Like, yeah, look at you, look at Travis Schrader. Schrader. you got to make it look like his. Yeah, 
Travis Ferre started as a as a Jim Lee guy. Exactly. Now yes. he's a modern master, you know. I mean, so it is interesting, you know. I think if people have it within them to kind of like find their own style and flourish, they do. And then, mm -hmm. you know, some people just make a lot of money doing the same thing and they just that's what they want to do. And hey man, life's yeah. short, do what you want. <laughs> you know, like yeah, there's room for everybody. Not realistically, though, there's room for everybody. They can do yeah. that thing, and if people are gonna buy it, then you know. Yeah, Image Extreme is just to do a Liefeld or Lee. Yeah. Aoa says, "Do you have any hand stretches you do for fatigue?" Uh, I should. That's a good question. I, you know, I'll I'll kind of massage like this part of my hand because uh, that can cramp up from gripping mm -hmm. the stylus or the pencil too much. Um, and I'll kind of shake them out or or do this kind of thing. I guess I guess I do. Yeah, I don't know how helpful they are, but I do them. <laughs> Get a, a hand-sized hyperbolic chamber like Tio. You could stick yeah, it in there. Yeah, just <laughs> let it rest yeah, overnight. A back to tank. Hell yeah. Back to tank. Guitar yeah. techniques. That'd be yeah. good. Hand stretches. Well, we got you're more than welcome to stick around. Yeah, how how much cool. how late do you guys typically go? Uh we've got just a few more segments. We don't really put a we don't put a time on it. Yeah. You can leave whatever you want. You can tell everybody. I where actually you do. Looking at the clock, I do need to go give my my dog dinner. He's going to be okay. down here making noise any minute if I don't. So <laughs> he can tell time. He knows. And, and yeah, you're welcome. Time. It was great. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it was fun chatting with you guys. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on, you know, we saw my YouTube. I'd love it if you, I'm trying to hit a thousand subs by the end of the year and I'm, I'm getting close. I just started it in like in February. So it's been cool to have it grow this quickly. And I'm, I'm grateful to everybody who checks it out. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we'll thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, you know, just look up my name. You'll, you'll find me on there. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. So thank awesome. you guys again for having me. Welcome back. Anytime. I'll I'll bug you when uh, when my next yeah. book comes out for sure. Exactly. You got something coming out? <laughs> yep. We're, we're here. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yep. All right. Take care. And thanks everybody for the questions. I appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Sorry, Cartman. He didn't. Uh, he didn't ask answer your bonus. Oh, question. I I didn't ask anything. <laughs> Did you have any more font questions? You don't respect the fonts. I don't. Not when we're talking to an artist, not a letterer. He did. He no. The font. Like the I cover. know he did. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> it makes I or breaks covers. It. I get it. I loved that turtle's cover that he did. I thought it was fucking pretty cool. I honestly awesome. can't wait to check out the toy stuff after we're done. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, was, I, was <laughs> I, I, I do love that stuff. Dude, his or last yeah. Ronin looked so good. Oh, for some reason, when I share my screen, my internet like dies. I don't know. Mm. What it is. A little bit of a hiccup, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time for first appearances, right? Yeah, we'll get into the first appearances this week. Just got a just got a few here. Uh, Miles Morales number one to relaunch the Miles Morales Spider-Man title. You get the first appearance of Raneem later becoming an antagonist named. Rabble. So there you go. Hmm. There she is in that one. 
You also got the first appearance of Olivia, a Cree in disguise, who becomes an antagonist of Moon Girl in Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number one. Hmm. There she is right there. I don't know if anybody's reading that book, but... uh, Not yet. I think I got it in a stack somewhere. Then in Thanos, Death Note, you get the first appearance of uh, Sorella, or Corella, however you want to say it, Sorella, the first Hmm. love of Thanos. Hmm. Kind of... Look, that's what I took away from this book is that um, Daniel seems to be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, look how tiny he is there versus the Mad Titan. Like, well, you know, Negan was kind of just a dick before the, you know, before everything happened, and then he, Wait, no. you know, then he became a fucking big dick. And an asshole and started killing motherfuckers. So it always takes something to, to cheer you up. Um, the first of, in uh, Tiger Division, I'm going to butcher these names. You get the first appearance of Min Jae, a childhood friend of, now I'm going to attempt that one, who became an, who becomes an enemy. Uh, I forgot to pull a slide for that one. Then you got Quick Stops, if you're a Kevin Smith <laughs> fan like myself. Get the first appearance of Randall Graves and Brody Bruce as vigilantes, uh, and the new arch nemesis Count Cocula. But you know, because of HR, we had to make sure that we uh edited out the the cock on the the shirt. Yeah, we, we can't be showing Wang. Don't want to show any Wang in there, so HR you know has censored <laughs> no this. bat Wangs. Yeah. No, he's not a dick. No bat Wang. <laughs> Damage control number five. Uh, not a first appearance, but still is the first son of Galactus, who's also Gus, the main character in the the story. Gus? Yeah, his name's Gus. So he likes to... Um, a piece of Galactus' so helmet breaks off and goes to Earth and creates life, and it's him. And so instead of being a devourer of world, he's a devourer of cheeseburgers. So, you know... So, so, is, so he's Jughead. So is it- Kind of, essentially, yeah. Okay. Same as uh, Galactus. Was it Terry? Terry Floyd in the chat. I think he. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. Same as him. Favorite medium. But um, <laughs> you know the way Marvel's been going by using uh, Hulk's son and Black Panther's kid. It's only I'm sure only a matter of time before uh, Galactus's son stupidly shows up in the MCU. So maybe uh, buy those up. I don't know. Well, we got to get regular Galactus before we can get his kid. Right. But that's it. That's all the first appearances for this week. So rush out to your comic book shops and pick those up. Don't pick those up. I don't I don't care. Yeah, I'm just no. here to let you know what's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to let you know what, what happened. So, so what we're going to do the first appearance of Gus Lactus. What's that, Sticks? Sorry, sorry Stick. Go, go buy the first appearance of Gus Lactus. Yeah, Gus there you Lactus. go. Gus Lactus. <laughs> That sounds like a stomach medication. Yeah, it's like I got intolerance to lactose. Gus lactics. What's the matter with you? I got Gus lactis. Yeah. <laughs> Gus lactis or anal bleeding, genital warts, and <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, should oh. not be taken if you have high blood pressure, yeah. some forms of cancers. <laughs> yes. People do not like have to hate people operating. Black man really be end afraid. I don't think he lactose would be intolerant for Gus. <laughs> So what we're doing for the month of December for top fives is we're going to do, instead of doing everything in one episode for 2020, we're going to do different 
what we thought was the best of 2022. This week we're doing our top five TV shows or shows that we liked for 2022. And then we're just going to kind of do a different top five regarding 2022 for the rest of the month. Galactus knocking someone up is like watching a great Dane going at it with a chihuahua. Did they show Conception? The books? Go back and play with your Procreate. Yeah. They do I don't procreate. have my iPad charged. <laughs> HR won't allow, to sh- won't allow us to show that Hartman, so... <laughs> Mar- I don't think it do they do that in the comics though? What? Are no. they just are they just mother marrying it? <clears throat> it? Happens. They pan to the window and you see the breeze blow the curtains. Well, hey, when it happens, <laughs> yeah, they pan, it happens. They, they pan away. They pan away. Some comics they show it. Like uh if you're reading saga, saga definitely shows some procreation. It's it's realism. If you don't know what they're doing, you shouldn't be worrying about it. But this week's top five is we were doing TV shows. TV shows that we liked. Um, what the heck? When did... Uh... We decide this because every week in the chat, Kyle says, hey, what are you going to do for a top five this week? And nobody can come to a general consensus. I said toys. You, there's toys, and then Ish says, "Well, I don't have. I don't have any toys. Yeah, I played exactly. with jacks when I was little. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Marbles. So today we decided. So next week's top five. I'll put it in the chat, but it's going to be a top of 2022 something. How about top five of top five? Well, that's an idea. The top five best Not top five. It's just. Repetition. I'm just gonna go ahead and do this real quick. We'll, we'll <laughs> well, carry my top five <laughs> shows for 2022 were Moon Knight was my number five. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I really liked it. I thought it was great. I I thoroughly enjoyed the show. It was it was something that captivated me. I I enjoyed every episode. I I did enjoy it as well. I, I don't know if I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it, but I did enjoy it. I, I I did. It was one of those that I I looked forward to watching every week. So and it was and a lot of times I gauge how much I like a show by how much I pick up my phone while I'm watching it. And Moon Knight was one of those shows that I didn't like. It was I was like fuck. It was already over, you know. And I didn't. So that's how I did it. Oh yeah. You can boo here. You don't have to boo in the chat. Oh. <laughs> So my number four now is... Moon Knight is one of those shows where I was doing nothing but being on my phone the entire time. <laughs> I picked Dahmer because it's that... I just thought it was badass. I didn't watch this one. It was it crazy to watch. <laughs> I know a lot of it was embellished and, and kind of taken out of context and stuff, but overall it was a good show. But that's a show. like, Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you wanted to be embellished. You wanted to be interesting. You're like, go ahead, take it to yeah. that next level. Yeah, if you if it's by the numbers, you can just read the newspaper article. Exactly. <laughs> That's no fun. We all know what happened. Yes. Sort of. Remember the sequel's coming out. Don't forget. <clears throat> Dahmer Reborn. Dahmer and Greg. Dahmer and Greg. <laughs> We're just gonna go ahead and do this again. Joe says all the best Burp, night action was blackouts. I mean, yeah, but I just thought it was just it was a good show. All okay, the action remember, happens. Yeah, my number out. three is Peacemaker. Mm. Wow. 
I it's kind of low for this one. I, thought. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. <laughs> yeah, this was another one where you were just like, "Fuck yeah!" Like every the intro. week. Yeah. Yeah, you look forward to the show every week, right? Yeah. I mean, the first episode though, good? I was on the fence. I was like, "Is this gonna work?" I don't know if it's gonna work every week. I don't. But it, right after that, I, I just settled in. It was great, dude. I never skipped the intro dance ever. No, I watched it every episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I get you. My number two was Wednesday. This fucking show, man. I don't know if it's. I like the high school drama type of shows. Like, in I, I like that stuff. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch this stuff. So. It's good. Yeah, but I just thought Wednesday was just really well done, and you know. They did what Stranger Things did, and they actually made the cramps relevant uh, relevant again. Huh. So. I heard she was good; like she was better than the show itself. Was like some of the things that I had heard. Like, and now they're tripping because she had COVID during the dance scene. Now that's what everybody's bitching about. What? Like, I'm not. There's there's a bunch of complaints because she revealed she had COVID when she filmed the dance scene, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, she's a horrible person." I thought she played Wednesday great, and I, you know, it, it, that that's a good point, Pete. Is she made the show? Like that's just what I heard. I heard she was yeah, fantastic. And, like I didn't even know Christina Ricci was in it for like three episodes. Really? I didn't even realize that the that it was her. Mm. So, but no, it, it's good. And then my number one show is. I liked it, but I just didn't. I didn't like Louise Guzman as Gomez Adams. Yeah, and I really didn't like Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia either. I like Catherine Zeta Jones as anything. You gonna watch National Treasure? Yeah. My number one is Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Fucking love this show. Sam put you up to this? No, he did not. He didn't even know we were doing this as a top five. <laughs> it was I mean, all Joe Doolin says Sam Man's number one. I still haven't finished it. Sandman was probably number six for me. That's that's my, that's no. It's not because Sandman was good. It's just I was watching my wife, and well, I keep trying to do. Let's watch it again. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. No, Sandman was good though. It was. It was. It was kind of hard. I was looking. At the, one thing I realized is, God damn, they put a lot of shows out in twenty twenty two. Yeah, and I don't fucking watch like one percent of them. Mm. Yeah. All right, so yeah, it's hard to my, keep up with everything. That's for sure. Really my is. top five, number five for me was what we do in the shadows. Yay! I love Yay. this show. This show's so good. I tried so hard. Like I remember Matt coming on and and messaging me one day, and he's like, "You've got to watch the show. It's hilarious." And I was like, "Fuck yeah." Creepy and it, paper. And I tried watching it. I probably watched like three or four episodes, and I was like, fuck. And it's up. Then I just kind of forgot about it. Really? It takes like a lot of the first season to, for me to really get into it. But the final episode, when they have the vampire orgy, that's <laughs> what really sold me. And then like all of season two, and from there on was so good. I like the court, court scene when they had um, Blade come in. Yeah. And he's on. Wesley Snipes Skypes in. That joke is hilarious. Hmm. Number four for me was House of Dragon. Oh, 
It's a good show. I loved House of Dragon. Like for anyone who was like, well, I didn't like Game of Thrones because it was so slow. I would be like, well, check out House of Dragon, and it's a prequel. But it's so fast. You do get a pick. You could have just. You you can easily make a top five right now and go. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Number three for me was Stranger Things. The fourth season of Stranger Things was Mm. so good. It was good. And I was like, after season two and three were kind of a lull, and all like the time that was between season three and four, I was like, is anybody even going to care about this series anymore? And they came back with a banger of a season, so much so that I can't wait for season five. Number two, Better Call Saul. I mean, next to Breaking Bad, this is probably one of the best shows on TV. Um, the first season was a little rough to get through, but after that, it was it's very, very good. Um, yeah, I'm behind on this one's too. I probably would have changed the ending. I still really liked this show. My number one is Peacemaker. Peacemaker, I think, was one of the best, was a surprise that came out of nowhere. Um, and I was joking with Kyle before the show. I said, I always remember Peacemaker came out this year because it came out the same day my daughter was born. So I watched the first two episodes laying on the hospital room floor as she and my wife are sleeping. So it was, <laughs> that's how I remember Peacemaker came out this year. Ah, memories. Definitely my number one. What do you got Hartman? That's what I thought. Good yeah. job. Sign again. Did, what again, been, what would have been a applause for Hartman's list. Hartman's list is amazing. It's fantastic. The crowd is going wild. Uh, asshole. Number one would have been, I'll just do number one. I think you should leave. Season two. Best show, best sketch show ever created. That's, See, uh, I went off of shows that debuted this year. Well, I mean. I thought that's when nah. we were talking about it. I thought that was kind of the the criteria. I'd wow. say Wednesday, Wednesday's, on, Wednesday's on the list, too. Best shows and, of And the I year. think in uh, the vampire show. What we do in the shadows. Would have been your list. I don't know. Well, I'd like. I'm a big fan of Peacemaker. Again, I'm going off. I didn't prepare or think about this. Off the top of my head, I was a big fan of Peacemaker. I really like House of Dragons. I also like Rings of Power, even though it was very different than House of Dragons. I did enjoy watching Rings of Power every week. Uh, I don't know. I am enjoying Willow. Well, I'm enjoying watching Willow with my son. Like, my son's really digging it. So, him enjoying it is making me enjoy it probably more than I should. So I got. I am enjoying Willow. The first episode, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, because they're talking like normal. It's like I'm watching a CW show, but set in the fantasy world. But they're talking like normal. Like that's what my wife's biggest complaint was. She's like, why are they talking normal? But then once I eased into it, and like I said, my son and laughing at the jokes, I'm like, all right, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I can fill out the whole top five because I know I'm going to forget stuff. Because yeah, smiling friends. That was one. That is a good show. Smiling Friends is a very good show. It's a Cartoon Network Adult Swim show. show. Oh, Um, Critical Role, Vox Machina. I I enjoyed that animated show. That was pretty good earlier in the year. You love that show, I think, Pete. I I do. It was silly as shit, but I liked it. Yeah. You you like to talk about that one. I haven't seen that one. And Love, Death, and Robots. That that would be it. Love, Death, and Robots was good. 
<laughs> I finally caught up on those. Pardon. I, I, I like when the newest season, I guess, premiered. But you save them because they're like twelve minutes. Like Did the killer rift, like m- give you goosebumps when you the one with the uh, he's on the plane or he's on the air like the spacecraft like years like 50, 60 years in the future, and I don't want to. It's it's the one where it's all CG, but it looks realistic. And um, the end ends in like a big tarantula alien showing herself. It was in season one. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that one really fucked with me. There's a few of them that were really messed up. Yeah, it's it's like Black Mirror for animation. Yeah, it's another show I get back to. Black Mirror is so Black good. Mirror. Well, I should say I preface by saying the first two seasons were so good. Sticks, so, what you got for us? So for my five, I guess I would go for number five. I'll I'll stick with Moon Knight. Moon Knight wasn't bad. It was, it, it was better than She-Hulk. It was better than She-Hulk. What? What's She-Hulk? I don't. I've never. Yeah. Heard. I yeah. still enjoyed that for what it was. Crap. <clears throat> can I guess? Can I guess your number for, one, Sticks? No, do not guess my number one because you'll be wrong. <laughs> you, th- you think I'll be wrong? Yeah, I think you'll be wrong. Number four, I'm gonna put Rings of Power. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. You know. The it's it's a condensed, you know, based on the books because the books are like two thousand years and running, and they they've condensed everything into the. So I thought that was really done, really well. Uh, Three is going to be Andor. Oh fuck yeah, Andor! Andor was really good. Yeah. Coming off, and and I don't want to really crap on uh, Book of Boba Fett, but coming off the Book of Boba Fett. we were really kind of down on how the Star Wars shows have been going, and yeah, because even Kenobi really, was still like, eh. yeah, even Kenobi was, yeah. came up a little bit, but I think Andor goes back to the top where it should be, the writing where that should be. See, that's I, one I, I forgot. That's good see? thing you're here, sticks. Uh, number two, is that my number two? That was number three, four, three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Number two. Andor. Two. Oh, Andor. Yeah, two. So two, I'm putting Doctor Who. Power uh... of the Doctor. It, it was one episode, but... <laughs> You're just going off of the special? <laughs> I'm just going to go off of that. It was yeah, really, forget the rest of the Jodie Whittaker stuff. We're just doing the special because... We didn't have anything else this year. Yeah, yeah fair enough. This year. And I'm still behind. I really liked it. Peacemaker. I thought I wasn't gonna like it, and I got to looking forward to it every week. And I, I just love the show. You know? yeah, Peacemakers awesome. is one of those shows where I would watch, like I'd wa- I'd probably watch each episode four or five if, times. Like if was... if the DCEU or whatever you want to call it, DC Universe, you know, whatever you want to call it, if they were always like that, I think I think they wouldn't have a problem selling it to people. I, I want more John Cena playing Home Sweet Home on the piano. That's what I want yes. more of. <laughs> I want more yeah. Adrian Chase. And, oh. and I was surprised to find out that was actually him playing on the piano. Yeah. 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 I did. But yeah. Chase is pretty good, too. BK said you both lists are missing the boys, so general grade is CMOS. I didn't put the boys on there because the of how overhyped they made the Hero Gasm yeah. episode and like it how was... watered down it was compared right? to the comedy. Right. We didn't. Well, I don't think I got to talk about that anywhere. What about Invincible? I liked Invincible. 
Invincible was, was good, good too, too, but that was last year. I think that was last year. Uh, that was, was a while it? ago. Yeah. That might have been last year. I think it was. I know what the COVID the COVID times and like everything runs together now. It's hard to be like was yeah. that last year? Was that this year? Was that yeah, you know, when was that? Because it feels like everything was like this year. I mean, you can you can tell which shows were affected by the COVID and which which kind of really um upgraded even during that time, right? I mean Tell me when you guys like, want to do it. We'll we'll do well, we'll, we'll do it right before we do move right we'll do it right now. Yeah, because we're gonna go into movie wars, so we'll do it right you now. Wars. We'll do it right now. Save the things. Told you. Anytime. We're <laughs> putting the hat on. So for you 27 that are here in the live chat, you have a shot to win one of the last what do I got? Seven? Seven packs left. So I'm gonna make it pretty easy for you. If you guys have been watching the show and paying attention, you got a good shot at winning this one. Or if you're really fast on Google. First person in the chat to tell me what day of the year. What day of the year? Dimebag Daryl passed away on. You get to pick your price. So whoever's the first. Dimebag Daryl. What day of the year? Just need the date. You can give me the year. That'll be a bonus point for you, but you're not getting anything extra for it. But what day of the year? Hi, Nathan. We got 12-12. It's Repair Tech Tony. Repair Tech Tony coming in hot. You got it, Tony. So you got to pick. Let me see what we got left. I didn't put my graphic up, but you guys, you can pick one through five, eight, or 12. That's what's left. One, two, three, four, five, eight, or 12. And you have won a turn. DK, you're a little slow. I Nathan, a little slow. You might as well pick eight since he won because it's what? December 8th. Extra ranch. <laughs> Why would he want a Subway sandwich? A turd sandwich. I think. Hey, I said you want a turd sandwich, but, but I get what he's saying. He's saying Subway sucks, so. Ma'am. You, 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 Kyle, you talked Tony into it. You talked him into number eight. Yeah. Great. Eight is great. And... You guys might not know this, but eight actually is one of my favorite numbers. So this is my pack of comics, and it's a little bit scattered. There's okay, a lot of numbers. Let me get the other book that goes into here. Where is it? Like 47. I got this, this, this. A bonus book. Not a bonus book. A date with Dahmer impersonator. It's supposed to be in there. It just... It was over on the side because I've been showing it elsewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna go shift me over to the big screen so I can give give Repair Tech Tony what he's getting. I don't want to be big screen. Is spanking a whoa, pack whoa. of things curated oh, by me. So you're going to get there you go a Last Dragon Blu-ray because oh, Bruce Bruce Leroy is just awesome. Bruce Leroy, you're going to get a Mad Balls variant. This is a one in five. It's not the one in ten. That's a one in five, oh, but still. Yeah. One in five mad balls. You're gonna get a garbage pail kids homage yeah. as well. I mean, you know, this came out just recently too, so you don't have to buy it. Nasty. I already bought it for you. I like video games, so you're gonna get a one in twenty-five video game variant. 
as well. This Avengers AI little eight bit style. That's cool. Still going. We got a couple more for you. I told you I like this new artist flops. So you're getting this Betty and Veronica flops variant. There's more from Archie and you're getting the Biggie Deadpool. Ooh, oh, nice. the you're you getting the Biggie Deadpool, which has been going for anywhere between one and one fifty lately. So if you want to sell it, you can sell. It. I don't care what you do with it after I give it to you. I'm giving it to you. I sold one, so this is free to me. So now it's free to you. Nice. You get the Deadpool. Prepare Tech Tony. You got the Pete Pack. What do we get? <clears throat> you guys get my thanks. <laughs> <laughs> heard the heard that doesn't sell much. It does not. But it's a thought that counts. It is. <laughs> what's the what's the Marco pack? A uh, pure Michigan bumper sticker, a coupon to a salad bar, and talk boy with his recorded words, <laughs> and some water from what from uh, Flint. Yeah, some no, no, no you're you gonna get some Red Bull. Get a sound, get a sound device with him saying like words. <laughs> a coupon to a, a, a shoe place. Tony, I think I have your address. I think you've won something from me before, but reach out to me. Give me your address so I can mail that out to you. Uh, hard times. Hard, 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 hard times. <laughs> hard times. Hard, 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 time, hard times. <clears throat> All right. Congratulations, uh, Repair Tech Tony. Yeah, congratulations. All right. Let's go ahead and do, uh, do Movie Wars, Kyle. Yep. Movie I Wars. didn't check the poll to see what won. We we got it. So last week we did Elf versus Bad Santa and are you sharing the screen? Uh selfish. How did we get removed? Here we go, hold on. There we go. And uh, Elf won. What was the percentages? <sighs> I do. Like Elf ran away with it after sixty-four total votes. We had sixty-three percent in favor for Elf, thirty-eight percent in favor for Bad Santa. Rigged. So, so this week it is Elf versus Oh Christmas Vacation. Man. Oh. So I think that's I think this is gonna be a I think this is gonna be a close one. I think it's I think it is too. I don't get to vote because I gotta put the poll up. It won't even let me put a vote in. Just get a username different. Yeah, I'm not gonna go do that. I don't vote on them. It's a lot of extra work. But yeah, I mean Christmas vacation's a classic though. It, it's it is. one of those I think I might go that way if it were me. If I were voting, that's yeah. where I might I think vote. Elf is overrated. I don't know, something about that movie I just don't. No, I don't. I don't like. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's pretty funny. You live in the desert. What do you know? It's a good movie. You can have all the Listen, I'm from the great state of Michigan, like Marco. All right, I haven't always lived in the desert. Okay. Like when I was in Vegas, they played it for 24 hours. It was on like TBS for 24 hours. I must have watched it like. Like between bed and getting up and coming back to the room, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff that was just on. It's got great rewatch value. Yeah, I watched yeah. it 
that same thing with my wife and I fell asleep on the couch and woke I, and I woke up at the exact same spot I fell asleep at. So <laughs> is the Christmas story played year or like all day where you guys are at? Because I know yeah, Christmas, on, yeah, Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, it's twenty four hours. Yeah. On two I'm different channels. That was on just TNT, Indiana and or TV, if it was everywhere and, else. Yeah, they TNT, double up. TNT, yes. Two yeah. channels worth. Two channels. The line That's was halfway to Terre Haute. Yeah, us Indiana people smiling at me. love it. (laughs) That's just funny. All right, so Joe's Doolin says yes, we live in America, (laughs) but you don't live you don't live in Indiana where where it's supposed to take place. This is the this is the Uh, end of the line. The line begins back there. Yeah, actually, actually need to be married. I usually use that on somebody once. What so the line could... thing? Yeah, I was waiting in line. Smells like shit. I was waiting in line for McFarlane, and I was like, I was like third or fourth in line, and uh, this dude, like, I had been there for like fourteen hours <laughs> waiting for him because the first person there got this really cool prize pack, and then mm. I ended up being like third or fourth or something. Then I wasn't gonna leave. So yeah, you're already there. And uh couldn't get up a half an hour earlier. And this dude, like 10 minutes before I was about to start, comes, hey guys, what's up? And starts to like line. Bad form. Uh. And I was like, hey man, this is the end of the line. The beginning line's back there, and it was fucking wrapped. You know, everybody <laughs> was there to get audit because they were there. It was a it was at his store at his toy at McFarland's toy store. And he was doing autographs and stuff. And, but yeah, I told him that he, he looked at me. I thought you just would, you'd scared him away with the "I like Santa" and just got really close <laughs> yeah. and stared at him. I should have did that. Yeah, start touching his shoulder. <laughs> mm. So, uh, Cartoon Wars. Well, on Cartoon Wars, we're sticking to the holiday theme. Last week we had a Charlie Brown Christmas versus Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Surprisingly, this was a lot closer than the Elf, with fifty-seven percent of the vote with fifty-seven total votes. Charlie Brown just squeaked by with fifty-eight percent versus the Grinch's forty-two percent. That's tough. Which was surprised to me because I thought for sure the Grinch would have taken it, but uh, the people have spoken and they went with Charlie Brown Christmas. So this week we have Charlie Brown Christmas versus Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Because who doesn't like an Elf who would rather be sadistic and? Make be a dentist than make toys. Me, <laughs> Charlie Brown I mean, all day. I like the font on Rudolph. <laughs> you do like the font on Rudolph. Uh, so, uh, the land of lost toys, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're both like nope. you, you. want like I grew up watching both of them every year. Oh yeah, that's out there. Joe's Doolin's and Charlie Brown's gonna hold it down again. Charlie Brown, yeah. Christmas, Charlie the Brown, Cream champ. I've got that tree in my garage, the Charlie Brown sad tree. <laughs> so, but I, I would have to go Charlie Brown again too. Yeah, it's tough. I know Rudolph's a classic, but so was Grinch. Yeah, yeah, but I think Charlie I, Brown like. The Grinch was later. But you still hear that. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. I don't know the song for Charlie Brown. I just know. Yeah. Could we replace it with Cena doing Home Sweet Home? Yeah, I mean, that. Somewhere, somewhere, we'll do that now. Oh, it's yeah. see, this is getting close yeah, here. I know. I, I think of that S, the SNL skit, which their person at the Charlie Brown, he gets Al Pacino. <laughs> you bitch! Takes the ball away from him <laughs> kicking. <laughs> now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Hot Girl of the Week. Let's see how much trouble we can get in this week. Oh, look at that! Look at yeah. that landing yeah. strip. We're not You're so in place. Oh, nipples. <laughs> So in place, what I'm going to show you guys is some pussy. You want to? Yep, and you get a cat on a trampoline. It's a hairy pussy. (laughs) Look at that one jump. The springs on that legs. See, I figured you would have went more with the uh, the Cheech speech in From Dust Till Dawn, where he's listing all of them, the snapping ooh, and the... ooh, ooh. more. Give me more, more. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Tyson says. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, watch the nipples. I'm a watch them. Yeah, show them. You gotta show them before we watch them. We all liked watching them every week. <laughs> and to close out the show. You let Marco come on the show one time and we all get in trouble. Right. The close up, we have Hartman doing his what the fuck story. What the? All right. What the fuck? According, according to authorities in Western Germany, approximately 16 containers containing bulls, 60. 60. Okay. 60 containers containing bull sperm were stolen from a farm at the start of the week. Wolfen is around 56 miles or 90 kilometers northeast of Cologne, the fourth biggest city in the country. Police working on the case are stumped as to how the theft went down as bull sperm needs to be cooled with liquid nitrogen at a negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit to prevent spoiling. They're seeking tips and helping with the recovery of the sperm, and you can send them at, uh, I'll contact me first, and I'll give you an address. <clears throat> Yeah. You first. We can't figure out who stole the bowls first, so they're reaching out to the public to try to, to try to. <laughs> it's catch probably the, the guy that's me. saying, "Contact me first. We thought it was milk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first place to start. Uh, the what guy the hell saying, was contact the point of saying first. how big the town was? <laughs> that's a needless part I mean, of the story. <laughs> did they think it was human, or like were they are they creating an army of bulls? What is going on? That's apparently genetically worth, enhanced. It's worth a lot of money. We should be worried. If you see a bunch of bulls in your town, it. I don't know. But what the fuck? Genetically enhanced cyborg bulls will run. We should keep an I eye on the bull population, though. I didn't know you had to get it to negative 320 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. Negative 300. What the hell is that shit? <laughs> How cold are, a, cold are a bull's balls? So you tell me my fridge isn't a good place to put this bull sperm? <clears throat> no, it's not. No, sir. Maybe they do it so they can get some more. They, it's a thought that counts. For, it's for sauce for them. Rocky Mountain oysters. Oh. <laughs> we ain't putting this in our donuts. 
Did I get that without the silky cream sauce? <laughs> so if you have, if you guys have any information on where the 60, I don't know how big the containers were, 60 containers <laughs> containing bowls from like, for some reason in my mind, I picture barrels. Oh, I think like it were jelly jars. Barbasol. Cup you pee like in. Something smaller. It's, it's like a constant. Jelly jars. Yeah, yeah, little candle jars full of. <laughs> little mason jars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the moonshiners used. <clears throat> this is 100% these, uh, jars that used to have farts in them. So what they're used for is for artificial insemination. <laughs> but, but what? So what are they? You got a back out or a black. Uh, what is it? A. Uh, Back alley, black alley, black market, of, like where they're using this bull semen. I got a guy. Got a guy that gets it. Man, I really need about 20 jars or 20 yeah. barrels of bull semen. Well, you're in luck. We you're just got a, a, a truck full of bull sperm straight up from the UK. It's, maybe they use it to go fishing like uh, Hank Hill did with crack. <laughs> Well, I mean, liquid lure. Hartman, Hartman uses his hair gel, so he... <laughs> maybe they're getting ready for their annual Christmas party. <laughs> so that's it. Pete will be posting the uh, movies and cartoons Monday or Tuesday for you guys to vote on. I'm gonna get down to this bull semen thing. <laughs> you work on that. Thank you, all you guys, Hartman. for hanging out I'm with peace. us. Sorry, sticks. Your sabers lost again. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um, thank you guys for all for hanging out. Shout out to our guest today. He was a pretty cool dude. Um, and on that note, you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Oh, it's Have a good night, guys. Yeah. yeah. You sure? Happy you holidays. Keep going. I'm still drinking. Follow